0: Retro nonsense in the house, y'all! Autobots, transform and roll out! <laughs> no.
1: I am your father. No! no! Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there! G.I.
0: Joe! Have today? Just give me my retro! Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke, and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts. And uh we've got quite a show lined up today. I'm very eager to talk about our main topic. And uh I'm sure by based on the uh title of this episode, you're aware that uh our main topic is that I watched three uh rom-coms that I've never watched before and uh and that I wasn't interested in, and we're gonna see um, how it played out, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how this was generated as well. But before yeah, we get to that...
1: I also watched them as well. I mean, I, good, I had good, seen... Yeah. Uh, one of them I've definitely seen many, many, many times, but the other two I actually had never seen. I, oh, okay. I watched one partially before, but I I didn't watch the whole movie. Um, one, I, I I hadn't seen one minute of it, other than the commercials and the trailer kind of thing. But So I, I did, too. So uh, we'll good. see if uh, we'll see in my opinion as well. But this is really more yes. about you and your hatred of rom coms. <laughs> and we'll see if we, if I if I was able to sway you at all. We'll see. Yes,
0: it's going to be a very interesting discussion, I I believe. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, but we have a brand new beat the bandy challenge this month. Um, Matt has picked his first uh, modern game, albeit a, a retro style game um, called Switch and Shoot. Um, I got it on the Nintendo Switch for like five bucks. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's really good. It's a very simple game. Essentially, it's like a top-down shooter and it's very unique in that you just use one button and every time you shoot, you change directions left and right. So I've never played a game like this before. That game mechanic um, offers a a very difficult challenge. (laughs) Um, Matt is in the lead currently with like over 500 points and I just tonight Broke 300, so I'm, I'm gaining on him, but he is in the lead, and it's it's a really fun game. Uh, I urge anybody that likes retro style games to pick it up, and uh, even if you're not going to so do the challenge, a, it's is just a, a fun This is like game. a
1: digital, digital only kind of thing.
0: I'm sure it is. It's just like an indie game on the eShop, I believe. Okay. Um, I I don't know if you can get it on multiple platforms. I have it on the Switch, and I think Matt does as well. But I imagine it's probably on Xbox and PlayStation as well, maybe even like a PC. I'm not sure, but it's called okay. Switch and Shoot, and it's great. It's a fun little game for five bucks, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, right up my alley. So, if you're interested, audience, of course, by the time you hear this, the challenge will pretty much be over. <laughs> well, you might have a week or so left. I'm hoping to get this episode out in a couple of days. But um,
1: I, I will, I will do better. I will upload it ASAP and not. I wait hope you do. Like a week, like I did last time. That was completely my bad. I literally thought I sent it to you. And when I heard, you, because I have like a specific noise for you when you text me, just give me my retro, right? Uh, like text tone. and I heard it, and I was like, oh, and I just, I didn't even answer you yet. I just went right to the computer and started uploading. <laughs> like it's uploading now. Like, like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, nah, no, no worries
0: at all. That that I that felt,
1: that was my bad. Does.
0: That wasn't a problem last time because I was so busy. I when I by the time I got to it, that was the first chance I had anyway. So
1: yeah, well, either way, I I still I lagged and I I won't this time because we were trying to get this closer to Valentine's Day, but it doesn't matter. I mean, this has been an ongoing kind of topic for us for the last few podcasts. So yeah, just kind of it's it's basically the the finale. This is the end of the trilogy here. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, also, we just got uh, through the Super Bowl. How about that? That was a a great game. Uh, One of the best Super Bowls I've watched in years. Really enjoyed it. Um, The team I was rooting for won.
1: I was, too. I I really like Patrick Mahomes and um, and Kelsey. And I'm a big fan of Andy Reid. I mean, I'm not a, a Chiefs fan, per se, but fantasy football has really softened me on rivalries. I mean, I've always been a Raiders fan, but with fantasy football... I'm more of a my team fan. Whichever team I put together, and, and I'm not loading it with Raiders. I'm loading it with people who's going to put up a lot of points, and typically it's Mahomes and Kelsey and, you know, people like that. And so it's really easy to really be enamored by these guys because, I mean, they're the top of the game right now. They they put on a show every time they go out there. Um, I know yeah. some people were disappointed with the ending, and, I mean, I think everybody was to some degree. I, I don't lend towards the conspiracy aspect of it. I don't think the NFL cares one way or the other. You know what I mean? Are you talking about the holding call specifically? Well, right. I mean, especially, okay, a lot of people don't like the holding call. They think, well, first off, they didn't think it was really a holding call. But then the actual player comes out and says, no, I held him. I pulled his jersey. Then they start showing these other angles of him holding the jersey. I mean, it was a legitimate call. It was just an unfortunate timing. Had there been another five minutes left in that game, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like the thought of the ref maybe letting it go or whatever. I want them to call it as they see it. And if, yeah, if it's a holding yeah, call, call it. It sucks because, you know, if it was the other way around, the people who were pulling for the Eagles, and I understand gamblers and all that, and there was an over-under at stake, I think, at that I don't know. Maybe the over was already hit. But definitely uh, the Eagles would have covered if they would have won, and they, they lost, so they didn't cover. So there's a gambling aspect to it, but... Um, but, I mean, bottom line is, uh, you know, sour grapes. Uh, had they played better defense, Mahomes and them wouldn't have got down the field anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they had this number one defense and shut down, locked down, everything. They didn't really lock them <laughs> down that second half, did they? So Not at all. But, I mean, you know, on the positive side for the Eagles, I think uh, Jalen Hurts played a fantastic game. I honestly thought he, he should have got the MVP win or loss. It didn't really matter because... He put up the best stats. I mean, guy had four total, uh, total touchdowns, over three hundred yeah. yards passing. I, pretty close to a hundred yards rushing. I'm pretty sure two point conversion. Uh, that dude was amazing. He played his ass off. I mean, he did have that one costly fumble, which you know yeah. turned into a yeah. touchdown for the Chiefs, and you know, so I mean, that was a blunder. But I mean, overall, he played a fantastic game, and um, I, that yeah. I think I think had it not had that. Had that holding call not been at play, I think a lot of people would have agreed with you and said, "I think that was the best Super Bowl." But um, I think that left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And a lot of people like to be salty. Everybody wants a conspiracy. Everybody wants to, <laughs> you know, oh, the NFL, yeah. the script. I mean, if you type in NFL script in like a Twitter or search engine or TikTok or whatever, you're just gonna see like, uh, you know, thousands of thousands of. Uh, messages or videos about you know the nfl script and i don't know i think that's kind of yeah i'm not that invested
0: i just um i thought it was a a fun game to watch Um, i'm not the hugest uh, football fan but i do enjoy i've been watching it my whole life um i'm on and off with it some you know seasons i watch more than others but i watch quite a bit this season and i i thought this was one of the better super bowls um so yeah it's good good stuff how about that halftime show did you watch uh uh, I
1: did. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a, a huge Rihanna fan, but I mean, I, I you know, I respect what she does I, I she has a lot of hits and a lot of fans and, um, you know, I know some people were criticizing her for lip syncing, but it's like, come on, you know what I mean? Then you would have criticized her. For, you know how hard it is to sound good in that kind of stadium? You know what I mean? Plus,
0: plus turns out she was pregnant, too. She was pregnant.
1: She's on top of a platform. Like, I mean, like, let's get real. Like, it was a show. It wasn't, you didn't go there to hear a studio recording. I mean, like, her cutting a new track. (laughs) I mean, this is, you know, like, if you want to hear bad singing, go to a karaoke bar. She putting on, (laughs) yeah, I mean, this is a commercial for her. She's doing it for free. Of course, she's going to put on the best sound. And I don't think nobody cared other than the people who just want to be negative, you know.
0: Yeah, I've I've never been a – I never cared for the Super Bowl uh, halftime shows too much. Um, I I think it would be cool to watch if you were there, like, you know, at the stadium. But watching on TV these big spectacles just don't do anything for me. But, you know, I I think it was one of the – you know, sometimes I don't like when they pull out, like, a bunch of different surprise guests pop out of the stage and then fall out of the sky and all this dramatic stuff. And she was just up there her, by herself with her right. dancers. And I kind of appreciated that. But, I, you know, I recognized some of the songs and my kids were singing along with yeah. it. So I thought it was, you know, one of those. But you, you,
1: you realize, ones. though, you realize, though, that for that, for that we weren't the target audience.
2: Of course. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? Like that that was skewing young. They're putting out performers right. out there that's going to bring in a young crowd. And frankly, her halftime show outdrew the Super Bowl. <laughs> Like, the <laughs> numbers, it? like, shot up really high during the halftime. That's so, funny. Show. So, I mean, they understand what they're doing. They know how to play the game. They got a lot of people, yeah. uh, a lot of eyeballs on the game. Um, you know, whatever. I enjoyed it, you know. Yep. I know uh, our yep. buddy Matt was a little upset. You know, me and him were texting a little bit, and uh, he didn't like the call. But, uh, you know, I, the way I look at it is, I mean, I didn't like the timing of the call. But I, I the, the call, I... I the thing is, Duke, I watch a lot of football games during the season, all right? I Frankly, I watch basically all of the football games. There's very few that I miss. <laughs> um, right. I, I'm watching it on a TV that shows all the games at one time when they're being played. And um, it, it's a very basic call. Like, that would have been called any... That, it, sometimes those calls are missed, but... You know, then if it was the other way around, if it was, let's say that was like a home stadium, right? And that was in the Chiefs' home stadium, and they missed that call, the crowd once they saw the replay, they would have went irate. You know what I mean? So
0: well, I think it's more of a controversy because I think the call we, we didn't see on TV. I saw I saw shots of that holding call. I think before yeah. the cameras hit it, I saw a clear shot of him pulling me, on his y- jersey me too.
1: Yeah, that I, I never too. saw
0: on Super Bowl Sunday. So I think right. they called that. Now, if we would have all saw that, then there'd be no controversy. But because right. the announcer also was like, oh, I don't like that call. Let him play yeah. whatever he said. That didn't yeah. help. No. And we didn't see the actual holding call. We, I think we saw after the holding call.
1: So, they They anyway. eventually showed an angle that did show him grabbing it. But at that point, people don't care. You know what I mean? Like, they just want (laughs) to complain. I mean, that's fine, whatever. But I guarantee you, uh, you know, all these people who are quitting watching football, it's amazing because those ratings just keep going up and up. So, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? They all quit, uh, you know, but yet they keep drawing record numbers every time.
0: Yep. All right. Well, next we got, I wanted to talk about the Nintendo Direct that just hit a couple days ago. I thought it was pretty uh, pretty cool. A A lot of neat things that kind of popped up that. Um, we weren't expecting one of them being Metroid Prime Remaster, Right. that is that is was available right away, like that night, which I thought was pretty cool. They call that a shadow drop, Chris. If you didn't know that,
1: I, I right? wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that that was digital only, right? If you want the the physical copy, you gotta wait, right?
0: Yeah, but I think it's out like in a couple of days. It was just so, like okay. a two week difference. Yeah, or a yeah, week okay. and a half yeah, difference. Because yeah. I so did it's, see it's, like some
1: sort of pre orders on Best Buy uh, for the Metroid, um, the remaster, but I'm like, eh, I ain't worried about pre-ordering it, I mean.
0: No, I'm not either, but it, go it, it'll be out.
1: I'll stroll right into Walmart and just buy it. Yeah,
0: I think it'll be out next week, but um, from what I'm hearing, it is phenomenal. I, I hear it's beautiful, I hear it runs yep. so smooth. People are saying it's the best looking game on the Switch, like, all together, and i love that game so i'm really hyped yeah? uh, to pick that up and play cuz i haven't played it in a long time i,
1: I know man. i think some people were a little disappointed it wasn't the full trilogy right cuz i think wasn't that rumored for a while that it was supposed to just be that whole metroid prime trilogy
0: well i think the reason it's not and it, it here's the thing it's well, not well i, just I a, would
1: say money i mean <laughs> they well, want to release two more titles right
0: that's true. That's probably part of it, but I think this is not just a a HD. This is a complete remaster. So right. a lot of So they of actually tore it down and
1: rebuilt it kind Yeah,
0: of so this is all it's exactly the same game, but it's all been remastered. So it's not just like a gloss over HD remake. It's a complete remaster. So I think they're going to from what I understand, they're going to be coming out with the other two as well just just in due time leading up to Metroid Prime 4, which we don't know when that's coming out, but we think it's going to be fairly soon, maybe next year.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I think me and that. you were both were more excited about the other big announcement, S-
0: Splatoon what, Four. The...
1: No. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. <laughs> I'm not a Splatoon fan, honestly. No,
1: I've um, never. I, I played a little bit with my kids at one point, but it it seemed, it didn't seem like I was the age group. Um. No. Yeah, but, the, I, um... but the New Legend of Zelda.
0: Yes, Tears of the Kingdom. Yep, that was the, the biggest. Uh, announcement obviously was they showed a lot more footage of that. Really hyped for that as well. Love the first. Now one. I am surprised
1: uh, though that this they're not doing that because I think a lot of people assumed they were going to uh, release that with a new Switch or whatever the whatever the well sequel they are to the Switch is that what's happening? Because I didn't hear oh, well, the Well, no, no, Switch, no, no. I'm
0: sorry. The they're apparently it just was leaked. I think today that they're going to have a breath or I'm sorry, Tears of the Kingdom um, OLED model. But we, we know nothing of the next iteration of the switch. Nothing. It's, it's not coming out. Well, the, here, here's the story real quick. The OLED model, that was supposed to be like a super switch. Or, I'm sorry, like a, a, a second switch or switch, like a 3DS instead of a DS right. type thing. A major iteration. But because of the, the COVID and the, the chip shortages and everything, they just couldn't do it. So they had to do something. So they put out the OLED model, which is a... Same exact switch, just has a better screen and a little little better battery life and a better kickstand, a couple things like that. Right, but Some it didn't actually changes.
1: change the the no the, the main hardware. It it didn't no. boost. It didn't no. have more bits.
0: But it was supposed to apparently. We still count so bits? we
1: don't count bits no more.
0: I don't think so now. No, it's processing no, speed and all that they have a frame rate better all blast that
1: processing. <laughs> on, yeah, right?
0: but um, so they kind of they had to scrap it. So there was supposed to be a. A switch upgrade and the OLED ended up being that switch upgrade, which is which was was a little underwhelming, but um, we don't nobody knows anything about the next the, the Switch Two or whatever they're gonna call it. It's completely a mystery, so that won't be coming out anytime real soon. We don't
1: think they're gonna. I mean, stretch. mean, this... if they really they gotta call it the Super Switch. Come on, I man. hope so. <laughs> like that would just be so damn cool. I mean, maybe it yeah. would resonate well with kids, like they wouldn't understand the big draw, but. They don't care. It's a new Switch. I mean, maybe they want to call it a different name so parents don't think it's just an upgrade like the Wii U or whatever. Right, right. The confusion on that. But calling it the Super Switch would be awesome, man. It would.
0: So the other big uh, thing that I thought was cool was they added Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games to the um, uh, Nintendo Online thing, whatever it's called. You're right. Yeah, Nintendo Switch Online. as NSO, they call it. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty cool, because now you can play um, um, advanced games, which I love. There's, like, Metroid Fusion, I think, coming out. And um, I think there's, like, six games current that just came out day one. Um, I'm not even sure what they are. I think there's a Mario Kart game. Um, Oh, yeah, Minish Cap uh, you can play right now on the uh, advanced part of that Nintendo Switch Online. And so that's really cool. And now you got the uh, N64, you got Game Boy games, you got Genesis games, you got a whole uh, Super Nintendo and Nintendo, obviously. So they're really building <clears throat> now, that online didn't library. You, didn't
1: you didn't you have to uh, get like a a Pro Pack or something for the 64 games? Like, you, didn't you have to increase your subscriptions? Uh,
0: there is two different versions. There's your basic, and then there's like the plus which I right. have. It's not expensive. It's like 50 bucks. No, a year. No,
1: no, I know, dude. I, I'm just saying. I just want to make it clear. Now, do yes. these uh, Game Boy games fall into the Plus, or is it if you just have the... I haven't turned it on yet. I haven't seen what.
0: Yeah, the the Game Boy and Game Boy Color are in the Basic. The Advance are in the Plus.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so the, the Advance has some really killer titles. That's smart, though. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's still a pretty yeah. cheap service. I mean, you're paying less than... Yeah. Well, hey, I've taken advantage
0: of it many times. I've I've played, you know, I don't I don't emulate a lot. I, I like to be at my room here with the the real stuff, but right, um, I'm fine playing some, you know, picking up my switch, taking it with me on on a trip or something, and playing some classic games. So I, I like that service. I think it's great. So
1: well, be honest, man. Like with the the Tetris Plus or whatever it was called it was Tetris Plus, wasn't it? Or, I don't remember whatever that Tetris game was. Tetris ninety nine. Ninety nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that, to me that was worth a couple of years already because I mean that should have been a sixty dollar title, and I had so much fun. I mean I still play it from time to time, but when I was really into it, I had so much fun playing that, and um, and I even played the Pac Man one, and I really loved the Mario one, which I wish they would just make a regular thing and not had that. I had so much fun with that one too. That one needs to just be a game. Did you ever play the Mario Ninety Nine or whatever it was? No, no. Oh, dude, that was so much fun. I loved that game <laughs> so much, and um, I don't know. It was a shame that they like took that off. I don't know if the Pac Man one's still up there, but um, the the so Tetris you, one still is. So,
0: I, I know you really got into that for a while. You know that this is like we're entering into year seven of the Switch, and it's still going strong. Yeah. It's just uh, amazing how much they're getting out of this thing. <laughs> you know
1: well it's, it's i mean look impressive. at the playstation 4 i mean like yeah there's a ps5 but nobody owns it yeah i know i mean I know. my son actually my uh michael he um actually scored him one uh this last weekend he found one at target and he's all excited because his four has been uh giving him some issues and yeah. So he was like, he didn't want to have to buy another PS4. So he really wanted a PS5, and he just scrolled into Target like a boss, and there it was. Just, oh, I'll take that.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah. yeah well, a
0: couple it. other things. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on them because we've got a, a pretty beefy main topic, I think. Yeah. But, um, I, I, Bobby and I ran our first uh, 50K. I talked about it on our last episode that we were prepping for it, and it was a goal that I had for, for this new year. And we both achieved it. So it was last weekend and um, it uh, it was very difficult, um, much more difficult for me than my son, Bob. Um, he he came in with about a half an hour to spare. Um, I came in with about eight minutes to spare. <laughs> so it was an eight hour race um, in the pretty cold temperatures. It was pretty cold that day. Um, thankfully, the course wasn't super wet, so I didn't get I didn't get my feet real wet or anything, but it was it was very difficult, very difficult. But we both uh, pulled it off, and uh, we are technically both ultra marathoners now. Which was my goal was to be able to say that I'm an ultra marathoner. So it was a 32 mile uh, race. So it was a big accomplishment for me, uh, well outside of anything I ever thought I could do when I first started running. So um, yeah, it was a great. It was a great time, great achievement. It was fun that I did it with my son. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of bring that up and, and kind of follow up with uh, that because I know I mentioned it last time. My wife also ran. She had a harder race. She actually ran a 50k at night, all night long, and it was like 15 degrees Fahrenheit with wind chills. It was uh, below below zero, and she literally had to run in ice icy water up to her up to her knees. And uh she pulled it off, so uh, props to her for her harder fifty k that she had to do <laughs> than mine, so I got to do mine during the daytime, so anyway, just wanted to kind of bring that up, and uh yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, I ran a fifty i recently,
0: <laughs>
1: okay yeah, <laughs> Which I, I? I needed i I had a pee really bad, and it's about fifty inches or so away you know from the <laughs> restroom, and that's I ran so. Uh, 50 I, you know <laughs> anyway okay so uh, looking anyway. at our list uh, are you going to talk about the hunting or are we are going to skip that one
0: yeah you know Luke and I went this past weekend um, he brought it up he's like dad can we go retro hunting soon I said you know I got a Saturday open um, why don't we line something up so he kind of brought it up and, and planned it all and we went retro hunting which we haven't done I haven't done in a long time and we had a, such a good day we spent probably I don't know eight hours out just gone from shop to shop. Went to a retro game shop that we frequent. Went to a bunch of antique shops and um, a flea market and spent the, the whole day out. Got breakfast out, got lunch out, and uh, found some cool stuff. I found some walkie talkies that I had when I was a kid. It was one of those things like, you know, sometimes you're hunting and you see something that you forgot you had. Well, oh, when yeah. I saw these walkie-talkies, I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember these. So it was really cool that I had those exact same ones. And I put the picture on Twitter, and it, apparently a, a couple other people had those exact same ones as well. So they must have been pretty popular. I,
1: I had those, too. I was trying to Did you really? find a picture. Yeah, I was trying to find a picture. Um, those exact one I, ones? I, yeah. That's I mean, funny. I think they must were been popular. like Radio Shack or Sears or They're something. They're GE. Like, yeah, but, I mean, I think they were sho- sold at... Like a oh, okay. Common store like I think you could have got them at like I think my grandmother bought them for me at um at Sears, but yeah, um, probably. They seem pretty pretty common. I think. I mean, they look yeah. like what I had. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, it was a very very common uh, walkie talkie at the time. She she goofed up the year before I asked for walkie talkies and she got me like these wired walkie talkies and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh, suck. Yeah. You know, I mean? like, they were kind of like, I made the best out of it, you know, like with friends, like, you know, pretending. that was like when you got a
0: remote control car that had a wire attached to it. <laughs> I remember so basically
1: those. that's essentially yeah. what it was. But the next year, yeah. uh, she got the real deal and, and, um, it was fun, you know, I yeah. had some fun with so it cool. out riding on bikes with their walkie talkies and everything.
0: Yeah. So I found those, I found some, uh, Atari 7800 games that I didn't have, which um, I was pretty shocked to find two of them. I found uh, uh, Desert Falcon and uh, Donkey Kong Jr. I didn't have either one of those for my 7800. And I found a couple Atari games I didn't have. Um, I found, uh, what is this one here? I got them right here. Um, oh, Bank Heist. Uh, 20th Century Fox game. I got that one. I've got, um, what else did I pick up? A Blue Label Activision game. Uh, Grand Prix, which I didn't have yet. So yeah, I found some Atari games, a couple others, I can't remember what they are, but I also found a, uh, I think it's a Matchbox Batmobile, the one that I had when I was a kid, and I was really excited to find that, because I've been wanting to find that again, um, I put that in my little picture as well, I'll throw it on the Discord, but yeah, it was a great day, it, was, it felt so good to get out there and just do some retro hunting and, and look through the stuff, and it was a great time, I, I, did, I was really kind of looking for some VHS, but I didn't find, I did find some VHS, but nothing I wanted to buy, but right yeah so that was uh it, it, it was uh it felt good to get out there again and uh, hopefully I can get back into a rhythm especially with spring coming of uh doing that you know at least every other weekend or so yeah so so how about you you've been doing any hunting
1: yeah I did find a ton of tapes but I, I won't get too much into those because uh, you guys can listen to that on the on VHS live but uh, I did find something I have two stories um this one's kind of quick um not too long ago, I, I realized that I must have misplaced something. And uh, you ever have that happen, Dookie? Like you misplace something, and, and you check all the like this, all the spots that it should be. You know what I mean? So yeah, and you can't find it. And you know, it's one of those things that if you misplace it in the wrong way, it could take forever to find it because it could be literally anywhere. And what that was was. Um, season 2, Part 1, Disc 2 of the G.I. Joe Real American Hero uh, show, uh, the cartoon from the 80s. And okay. I, I believe this disc had the, um, the Sepentor thing on it. I think yeah. that's what I was looking for. Because I was one day I was going to pop it in. And this was probably about four, three or four months ago. I was going to pop it in and I realized the disc was gone. So I did those things where you kind of like well let me check some of the games like maybe I was in the PlayStation when I pulled it out I stuck it in Resident Evil or stuck it in Red Dead Redemption right I'm going through a couple of things I couldn't find it and then I so I said well maybe I stuck it in the wrong because there's like four or five of those volumes so I checked them all nope and I'm like I, I I don't even know where to start you know like I did I'm looking around I was like I just can't imagine like I'm pretty cautious about stuff like that I usually don't I don't put tapes in the wrong covers. I don't put games in the wrong cases because I know that yeah. it's gonna screw future Chris. He's gonna be wanting to play this or watch <laughs> this, and ain't gonna be able to find it. So I know not to do that. And so I decided I'm just I can't think about it. I'm either just gonna have to try to find the disc, like maybe I get lucky and it's a loose disc on eBay, or I'm just gonna have to get the set over again and just whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. Like maybe I get lucky and it's like five bucks at a used store or something. And then I just figure like, well, you know, it's just one of those lessons you got to learn. Right. Yeah. But I kind of forgot about it. Well, the other day I was um, I was getting ready to I was we were going to go to the movies and I had to go pick up Reese and I was going to meet Shannon in town. And we were going to go see uh, that new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Okay. And I had a lot of time, right? I had like, you know, I got up early and I was going to record some videos. And I don't know. I kind of get, kept getting sidetracked. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. I think I actually did record a couple of videos. And then um, I started thinking about that. that di- I don't even know where it came from. I don't know why it popped in my head. I started thinking about it. And I thought, I think I know where it is. So now you got to go back. I didn't realize how long this thing was missing. This was like, fuck. 2016, I think. Either early 2016 or late 2000. Yeah, it was it was 2016, okay? I, okay. And the room that I, I refer to now as my tape room, it used to be empty, and then I got a console TV and I got a couple other little things in it, and I set up a console TV and I put uh, a DVD player on it, but I actually kind of what I like to say kayfabe that's the, that's the the word for like uh, re- wrestling uh, you, you know what th- you know the, the BS with wrestling that's called okay. kayfabe right so i kayfaved it i made it look like it was hooked to a vcr but in reality the plug was going into a dvd player cuz i didn't have <laughs> okay. gi joe on tape but i just wanted to kind of like take a picture and you know i had like a little breakfast tray out with some cereal and i was just like saturday morning or after school i don't know whatever the hell the caption was right and I thought, I bet you I never took that damn DVD out of that damn DVD. That's like the last time I played this DVD player. I never I never had a reason to use it. Even then, I would have used the PlayStation. But it was just because I wanted to set up this quick shot. Right. I just used the DVD player. <laughs> so now the hunt's on for this damn DVD player, right? Because <laughs> recently, when I rearranged the tape room, when I got that shelf and I rearranged, I moved the damn DVD player, and it's not in this room no more. So I thought, okay, well, I have a stack of, like, spare VCRs and, you know, uh, just some stuff that's ready for sale. So I go look at there. Nope, it's not there. I'm like, huh, that's weird because that's where I would have put it. Like, why wouldn't I put it there? And I thought, well, maybe I put it in the garage because there's kind of like a stack of stuff in the garage. So I went in there, looking there. Nope, not there. And now I'm like, I'm already all in. I'm committed. I- I'm in the poker term. It's called your pot committed. Like, you've already put too much in the pot, and it's only going to take a little <laughs> bit more, right? Like, You've already got 500 in the pot and it's like 30 more to call. You're not going to fold. You know what I mean? You're pot committed. Right. I'm already pot committed. I've already done search for this thing for like an hour and a half. I'm all in, right? I start looking around, looking around and I'm looking at the clock and I know like, dude, I lo- there goes my buffer. Now, you know, now we're cutting it close and I'm like, "Uh. <laughs> Last second, it, I just say, "Wait a minute." Wait a minute, let me retract I, I went back into this uh, spare bedroom I have That has like some overflow in it wow. And there that damn DVD pla- And I searched <laughs> that room like 20 times But I was looking the wrong way I turned around and I, and I, That's why I said, you know what, you keep looking this way Turn around, turn around, there it was It was just sitting right there like just <laughs> mocking me I ran, plugged it in, hit ejects, there was the DVD. So I felt like, it was like, it's this weird, uh, and I probably won't even watch the damn thing right now anyway. You know, like, it didn't even matter, (laughs) because I sat there probably for another five years. But um, anyway, though, so the big big thing was, is um, a couple weeks back, uh, usually before I go to bed, a lot of times I'll check social media. It helps kind of wind me down, you know. Like I'll I'll go through the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook, whatever. I just kind of glance through that, see if there's any messages that I didn't reply to, or or any posts that I missed, that kind of thing, right? Right. And on Instagram, you got in your message section, there's three, there's like three parts to it. You have your priority or whatever it's called. Then there's like a general, which is kind of like, I guess you're tearing out your messages. So some, you and you can select which one they go into. So you got the ones like, okay, these people matter more. So they're in this section and these people, I don't really know them, but I was, you know, I was having a conversation with them. So they're in this section. And then there's another thing saying request. Now, the, the request thing is usually um, if somebody you don't follow or they don't follow you, you know, you don't follow them. If they send you a message, it does. It, it automatically defaults to this uh, no man's land. Right.
0: All and right. usually
1: in there, it's a lot of uh, it's usually a lot of like scammy stuff. Like, hey, you want to buy some followers or hey, this or, you know, or <laughs> right. or, or, or it's just some random person like saying lol to some story post and like it, it's like in, insignificant usually right i mean it's right. nicer than the comment but i mean it's 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 nothing it's not non sequitur kind of stuff so then I, I i click on it and it's really long like the little message was long so i thought for sure it was one of those scammy things but the first thing i noticed is the person's name had a, a blue check mark next to them so that means it's a verified account and this ain't like some fake Twitter verification where you could pay for it. Like when you're <laughs> verified on Instagram it's because they've deemed you uh famous or you're a, whatever. You're important enough you get a verification, right? Right. So so then I start reading it and it's it's the producer from Quentin Tarantino's uh, podcast. He has a podcast called the Video Archives, which was the name of the video store that he worked at before he became famous. Uh, he used to work at a you know a rental store, and uh, I listened to this, and so does Bill, and and probably some of the some of our other friends. But um, so I'm I'm reading her message, and and. She's telling me that uh she had she was referred to me from uh, another tape collector that she might want to contact me that because uh, the, the podcast sends out these. Um, I don't know what, what else to call them, but like a press kit, you know, like it, right. it it's basically promoting the show. You open it up. There's some candy, some popcorn. There's a glass in it that has the video archives logo on it. And you know, like a drinking glass, and a soda, and um, and then there's also like an autograph from Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery. Now, Roger Avery is the other co-host, and he's also famous in his own right. He's just you know not as well known as um Tarantino to the masses. I mean, a lot of people know who Roger is, but you know, you know what I mean. There's obviously Tarantino's; pretty much everybody knows who he is sure so I see this I'm kind of excited I'm like oh that's really cool so I, I message her back I'm like oh hey you know thank you I really appreciate that and I gave her my address and then she immediately replied back like she was she was happy that I was excited and I was just kind of <laughs> and I just thought this was so funny because our our you know our good friend Bill uh, I knew he'd be kind of jealous about it and so you <laughs> right, know I was sure. like well guess who's gonna get you know guess who got contact And it just pisses him off you know and it, you know <laughs> all in good nature you know what I mean so um now I'll leave out a lot of the filler. So there's this, uh, there's this place in LA called Whammy. It's kind of like a, it's well, it's not kind of. It's a, it's it's a used VHS shop. They have VHS, but they also, it's a little more than that. It's kind of a community hangout. They have a movie theater in there where they uh, have a projector that projects. VHS onto this screen, so cool. you know they, they play tapes. They have screenings there. Actually, Quentin Tarantino screened a movie there, so like it's kind of got a buzz, and it's only been open for a year, but the the community has definitely embraced it, and they're starting to kind of become like a bigger deal, right? And right. um, well, we meet when me Curtis and our friend Brian, we were there a few weeks prior to that, and I had noticed that there was going to be a tape swap coming up. Like a tape trading event, and initially I wasn't really like that interested in it. But then, like I don't know, all of a sudden I got like, you know what? I need to go to this thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. why not? Like I could, why not go? Like I just went to LA, and it was the next week, and I'm like, you know what? I'll go back. What? What do I care? I had a lot of stuff to sell, so I I posted on their <clears throat> on their little message. Uh, Whammy put out a post about it. And I just said, "Is there any vendor spots left?" And they they DM'd me and said, "No, it's all full." But if anybody backs out, you're number one on the the alternate list. I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I figured, well, if they do it, then I'll go. If not, they won't. And then like the next morning, they said, "Hey, you're in if you want." I'm like, "Yep, I do." So we packed up the car, took all the stuff, set up a booth, and uh, you know, I did really well. I got rid of a lot of stuff and and did some good tape trades and met some cool people and.
0: You know, it was a really
1: good time. And one of the people that was there was, okay, another thing, Gala Avery. Actually, she says it, uh, Yeah, Gala. That's how she pronounces it. Uh, You could say Gala or whatever, but she says Gala, so that's how I'm going to say it. So Gala Avery, that's the producer, but it's also Roger's daughter, which is kind of like a pseudo-niece to Quentin. She refers to him as Uncle Quentin or whatever. And okay. um, she was there, so I was like, "Oh, that's Whoa. cool. We're going to get to meet." And you know, when I had posted I was going to be there, she messaged me, "Oh, I can't wait to meet you," and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet you. That's really cool. <laughs> Very mutual, you know." <laughs> so anyway, she shows up. Now, as I was loading things, I ran across a couple of um, Pulp Fiction tapes, and I thought, you know, it'd be cool because I've been kind of teasing Bill about this or whatever. It's like I'm going to ask her if she'll sign one for me and sign one for him, because you know, like granted she's not the star of the show but she is she is one of the like she comes on she has a segment where she comes on and she talks and she actually sources all the tapes for them if they don't already own them and uh you know she if they have guests she books guests and she does all their social media so she's definitely a integral part of the show um so i was like you know i'll see if she'll sign the tapes it'd be kind of cool and i'll surprise bill and send him one and uh so when she you know we're talking and i was like hey we're would you mind you know signing these tapes for me Uh, one for me and one for my friend bill uh he's a big fan too and you know i kind of had talked him up a little bit and you know you would like him he's a good follow and all that stuff she goes you know what i'll do one better you know (laughs) we're recording (laughs) tomorrow i'm gonna go ahead and take these tapes with me if you don't mind and i'll i'll have roger she always calls her dad roger too which is kind of funny She's like i'll have roger and and quentin i'll see if they'll sign them and I'm oh like, dude, gosh. really? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, no pressure. Like, you know, like I, I really appreciate that. Like, that means a lot to me. And, and so, how do you want them signed? Do you want them just to write? Th- I, was, I I don't want. However, they want to do it. If they want to personalize it, great. I whatever's the least amount. I was like, but I don't want you to not personalize it and think we're going to flip it. These are going to be like mementos. We're keeping them. Yeah. So, whatever they want to do. Like, if they want to put our names, cool. If they just want to say Quentin, whatever whatever they want to do. Like, whatever the least amount of resistance is. You know what I mean? Right. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Well, that night she messaged me. She like, I guess, you know, she saw her dad that night. He already signed it up. Like, he signed all kinds of stuff. She goes, well, Roger's already signed. Him. I'm like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. That's great. And then the next day they recorded. And you know, I wasn't gonna ask her because I'm not gonna bug her or nothing like that. But um, later on that day, she messaged me and said, "Yeah, he did it." And I was like, "Oh,
0: that oh, is so man. cool!" Did you see it yet?
1: I haven't seen it yet. She asked me if I I wanted to meet up or mail it. So I told her if she could mail it and I'd pay her or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm not I don't plan on going back to LA for a while, but um, I probably would make a special trip just for the tapes, to be honest. But <laughs> um, wow. So if she mail well plus she's got to mail out my press kit. I I don't really know. Like she was going to give it to me. She goes, "I was going to bring it, but then I thought they don't want me to do that. We they want me to mail it." And I'm like, "You know what? Whatever's the easiest for you. I don't care." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like mailing it or handing it to me personally, it doesn't really make no difference to me. But um Dang. So yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean
0: That is so you know, cool. Look at you bumping elbows with the with with the big boys. First you 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 befriend uh, Curtis Risol and now you're bumping elbows with the uh tarantino crew podcast crew That's right
1: just... <laughs> i mean let's be honest this is way higher than curtis i mean i know if you're listening <laughs> curtis but you know no hey and then it's... uh real quick uh mrs Frizel, or soon to be mrs freisel uh-huh. uh she she's doing the voice uh for um i forget the character's name but it's it's on this new it's like a joker spinoff kind of show um What's his girlfriend's name? Why am I drawing up? Oh, plane? Marley
0: Harley Quinn.
1: Harley Quinn, yeah, she has a cartoon on HBO Max, and uh, they—I guess—they had a Valentine's Day episode, and Layla uh, is voicing one of the characters on there. which Oh, is that's so cool! Completely Look for awesome. Her. Yeah, so that's that's, awesome. that's really great. She does a lot of cool things. I mean, Curtis does too, but. Um, but honestly, the stuff that she does really rubs all our our stuff right because it's like she she was the voice of like uh, one of the promos for one of the wrestling pay per views and, and like you know like
0: well, I don't I'll know so it's just kind of cool. When the kids were younger, they thought it was so cool that she was the voice of the Wayback Machine.
1: Exactly, my daughter In did that, too. So yeah, yeah.
0: So because you know I've I've done a couple podcasts. I, we did a Girlfriend Versus episode, uh, me and Tara, <laughs> me and Mother Brain did with them. Yeah. So, you know, we got to know him a little bit and the kids thought it was so cool. She did the voice in the, I forgot what the name of the movie was. Um,
1: Mr. Peabody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Sher-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Peabody and Sherman or something like that?
1: Yeah, well, that's the two characters It's Peabody and Sherman. I forget the, I, I'm sorry if, if you're listening. Yeah. I forgot the name of the movie, but <laughs> it was definitely the Mr. Peabody movie from, was it about yeah. six, seven years ago?
0: Yeah, it was quite a while ago because we saw that in the theaters when the kids were, you know, pretty young. Yeah. And they're not young anymore, so, (laughs) yeah, it was a while Uh back. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Good for her. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's a cool story, man. I I can't believe that you – well, you know, when you live in California, you get to have these experiences sometimes, which, you know, people like myself and Bill get jealous of.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, man, is if you go to these kind of events – and if you work social media right Like, I mean, if you're coming from an honest place Like, if I was some weird old fanboy I probably would <laughs> She, You know what I mean? Like, none of this would ever yeah. happen I mean, you kind of have to be cool And, you know, like, yeah, she obviously Sees my enthusiasm For the hobby, I mean, it's If right. you look at my Instagram You know, it's either tapes or video games And plus there's other random things, but, you know, VCRs And CRTs and toys and all that But I mean, if you if you see it, you understand, like, you know, I'm a, definitely a part of this community, so was she, and I appreciate their podcast, and, and so does Bill. And I actually sparked Bill's ass to start posting more. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get you one of those boxes. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, start making, you know, get busy, buddy, so you look like uh, you're worthy. Because, I mean, he's That's into awesome. it, too. You know, he's got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Right? But anyway, yeah, so me and him are both going to get a really nice signed tape, and I'm, of course... Um, you know, if his looks better than mine, I'm going to have to just rub <laughs> off Bill and uh, just keep them both, you know, like, yeah. like sorry, Bill, must have got lost in the mail.
0: That's so cool. Good for you guys.
1: Yeah. So I want to, kind
0: of related, but I, a, a, a sort of a side topic. I, I just recently joined, uh, Instagram. Yes, you uh, did. Protested I protested for many years. I finally got you on, yes. Chris, you know, it was funny, you were just like you were sending me a couple videos via text and you're like, you know, if you're on Instagram, you could just, look. I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll make an account real quick. And uh, I, 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 it's so confusing to me because I don't, all I've ever had is Twitter and Wait. I just, I cannot navigate through this Instagram thing. And I'm I'll, still I'll, trying I will to figure it tell out. You
1: what, I will give you a nice little tutorial. Not today, obviously, but you know, we'll chat on the phone maybe this weekend or something. If you got some free time, it's yeah, very, good. it's, it's a lot of fun. I know some people will be like, well, what's the difference? I don't know. It's about the community. Like, I, honestly, don't get me wrong. I feel like we got a nice little community on Twitter, but I feel like um, the Instagram community is much more um, like topic focused. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I if you're that. into tapes and you're following other tape people, that is what you're going to see things that really match your interest. But you don't have to just have that. You can also have your toys, you can have your old electronics, or your video games, or if you're into fashion, or old sneakers, or whatever it is, and you follow these things, and you're getting all these curated, you know, like posts just for you, whereas Twitter, you know, a lot of times you're not getting pictures, it's a lot of opinions, you know, it gets a little yeah. more political, a little more top, you know, like, um, yeah, it, maybe more sports, more whatever, it, I guess it really just depends on your feed, but... Uh, and, and don't sure. get me wrong, I love Twitter. Uh, Twitter was probably my first social media love, but um, Instagram has always been my number one. And I I, I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're there, because I like you well, to see I mean, some of these posts. And I don't mind reposting them on on, um, on Twitter, but with the reels, it kind of sucks, because uh, I have to use my TikTok. I don't know, it, it's, it's complicated. When it comes to the music, sometimes it's only available. Certain songs are only available on... Instagram, certain songs are only available on TikTok, and well, to be honest,
0: you know my uh, social media use is very limited. I I don't, I'm like even on Twitter, I'm barely on there much. But what intrigues me is, uh, you know, maybe I'll start making some videos again because I I don't really. The YouTube format is, you know, it's kind of dried up for me. I just don't. I know I'm not feeling it. But these quicker like uh reels or whatever, like a minute
1: called, and a half talk. it's it's yeah, a minute you can have and a fun half. With tops. Fun
0: editing. Yes. And get creative. I, I could see me having some fun with that. So I'm I, that's what I'm maybe... trying to say,
1: dude. I yeah. really think like that one you cranked out. I, I you know, and here's another thing. Here's one quick tip and then we'll move on to our topic. Um right. don't use your music from like I know you had your radio playing, so I kind of understand that. Um, sometimes you can get your videos pulled for doing stuff like that because uh, they'll be oh. like copyright or whatever. See, I but need to go over had,
0: all this stuff. Yeah,
1: you you could have used that same song within Instagram and uh, like like I said, you could have kayfabe it, make it seem like it's coming from the stereo, I but see. in reality, you're using their I track. Get, yeah, that way you don't get your like uh, honestly, that you probably are not going to get yours flagged, but um, they could like pull a video or. Uh, yeah, like on TikTok, they'll mute it, so they'll they'll just yep. remove the sound and stuff. So, gotcha. anyway, that's just a little uh, little tip that I noticed. You know, but I, I like the video. I think you should do more stuff like that. Uh, well, get, get involved I'm, I'm in eager the
0: to, to get a training session from you, and so I can get the, get the quick version of how to use this efficiently and without yes. fumbling through it so much. No, so, it, it, dude, yeah. it's
1: so user friendly. I'm serious. Like, I'm not. You know, like, listen, there's dudes who are all into. You know the Apple, uh, whatever I forget the name. I well, whatever their main, main one. Uh, Final Cut, right? You got your Final Cut, you got your Premiere, you got all these. Other. Those are pretty advanced, way more advanced than this. But that's what makes this so so great because yeah, it's just really quick. Like I mean, if you're looking to put in a bunch of like. Uh, you know, effects or whatever, you're probably gonna have to do that outside of Instagram, sure. but you can still import it. But if you're just looking to make quick little videos, fun videos, um, you know, showing your collection or making jokes yeah. or doing a quick little game hunting and stuff like that, dude, it's or whatever you're looking into, whatever you're into, it you can make them quick and they're seamless, yeah. and the editing software is is really user friendly, and uh, it's fun. Cool. Plus, I'm getting paid for it. And you know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you're big time. So.
1: Well, I mean, hey, it's it, it ain't that hard, dude. <laughs> Trust me. I, I like to brag and make it seem like uh, it's just because I'm that good. But in reality, it's you know, it's not yeah. really that hard.
0: Very cool. All right, well, I gotta take a real quick pee break. So just okay. keep it rolling. I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I'm just gonna wait here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I'm back. You there? You Back, Duke? Okay, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, are you ready for the the main oh, topic? Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, let's get
1: into that. If you can hear
0: the sound, <throat> this is me rubbing my hands together. Okay. Uh, very eager. All
1: right, all right. Now, <clears throat> let me let me select the order. Does that bother you? Well,
0: did you have I, I a flow? Was, I was. I did. I wanted I wanted to talk about them in the order in which I watched them. Oh, I think the, which, okay. A,
1: which one did you watch first?
0: I watched when Harry met Sally first.
1: All right, go ahead.
0: Okay. Well, let me let me start with the, the premise here, or or the backstory as to how we got here, real quick, just to kind of explain why we did this to begin with.
1: So, I'm cliff not a fan notes. of rom coms. Yeah. What's that? We got to do the cliff notes. I think they know. Yeah, the part. cliff notes. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: not a. Uh, it came out during one of our episodes that I wasn't a fan of rom coms. I kind of scoffed at them, as you know, why would I watch these these chick flicks kind of thing. And it it spiraled into social media. I was being mocked and misrepresented on a misrepresented. Be, be, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think you were you being represented.
0: Were, well, you and Bill were were exaggerating my uh, my take okay. and Tara's take on on rom coms. We were both. <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. You guys were like rom coms are trash.
0: Well, we were guilty of we exaggerated our our oh, opinions as well to some degree. Okay. So we had a back and forth and we got into it branched off into other topics about how well you know Star Wars has rom-com elements and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So anyway, don't right. get back into all We're that. We're
1: too deep on that one. Let's focus on the, the topic yes. at hand is I yes. <laughs> I felt like listen, give them a fair shake. Let me give you 3, all right? Let me I'm going to go with what yeah. I think is my favorite. I'm going to give you 1 that I think is considered a top-tier rom-com. Okay, my favorite would have been uh, The um, Pretty Woman. I I feel like that's an excellent rom-com. And I think a top-tier, what's considered a top-tier rom-com was When Harry Met Sally. And then I put the third one up to the audience. I just took a couple of random ones. I put them on a list. And what came back was um, Sleepless in Seattle. So those are the three. So you started with... Those
0: are the three. I started with when Harry met Sally because I found it in my room. I think you gave it to me a while back. Wow! I don't know where I I got it. Hell! Yeah, I think you threw it in with a random. Yeah, it is. I, (laughs) I think you threw it in with a bunch of other stuff because I never would have picked that up.
1: Maybe you know what? Maybe it was those tapes that you got from that cabin or your sister or something because I don't remember sending you one. But it didn't matter. You got one.
0: I have one, so that's where I started. Um, And then I watched uh, Sleepless in Seattle second, and then Pretty Woman third.
1: Okay. So I had let a, me a ask similar order. Go ahead.
0: Okay. What do you think I thought <clears throat> of when Harry met Sally? Let's start with what you think I thought of it.
1: Well, let me give you a little I, I will. I will tell you kind of how I started off on it. I've never seen it before. I've only seen some of the ending and and of course, the commercials. Uh, you know, the the big commercial would be her faking an orgasm. Uh, that was shown. every anybody who watched TV during that time saw that scene. Um, okay. I started off with a little bit of. I was a little annoyed I'm not going to lie and At the beginning I was a little annoyed with Billy Crystal I, I didn't like him at all I'm not really a Billy Crystal fan So I kind of went in a little jaded I'm going to think that <sighs> See, I just don't think you like rom-coms I'm going to think that you started off annoyed And didn't like it And you just kept it going through the whole damn thing Incorrect Okay, now, now we're talking Let's go But,
0: but close, but close it's so funny you say that. I started off annoyed. Right. I, it's so, it, and so much so that I started making notes about how much I did not like Billy Crystal.
1: I hate Billy Crystal, but... He was...
0: Well, in the beginning of this film, he was right. very
1: obnoxious. Very obnoxious. Very,
0: very Arrogant. Right. Yes.
1: A- almost borderline. And I'm right away, I'm misogynistic. like... Misogynistic. There was a lot of shit yes. going on with him. Yeah.
0: So right away I'm like I don't like this. This is over the top. This is I, this is annoying. It's just it was kind of corny to me. Right. And then I continued to watch and I was like, "Oh shoot. I really am starting to like this movie." <laughs> uh-huh. I I really like this movie a lot. Yep. I I thought this was a very very good movie. And I will tell you why. First of all, I mean, I got my notes out here just so I don't yeah, miss anything it. that I went on to. Yeah,
1: let's get into about. the notes. Let's
0: do it. So, uh, I didn't like his younger man personality in the beginning. Um, I, I see what they were doing because this Absolutely. movie takes place over like a ten-year span or so. I'm not sure of the exact I think so. Timeline. It
1: definitely is. I, honestly, I I kind of lost track of how many years it was, but I think between the beginning and when they re reunite or when they meet again, I think that was a six-year gap. I could be I, I could be mistaken on that, but I think after that it might have been another three or four years, as the well, movie yeah. It's went safe on.
0: to say that it, it transitions from very young adulthood, like college years, right. Into, and in into... that regards,
1: I actually feel like it was pretty accurate how Billy might have been at because he was supposed to be a college guy.
0: Yes, yes. I just thought it was a little little overdone. That's all. A minor no, gripe.
1: I'll, I'll agree with that, but I think in the context of the comedy, I think it was fine. Like I, yeah. I was, yeah. I think they did their job perfect because I had the exact same experience you did. And I'll let you get to your notes, but I had the mm-hmm. exact same experience. I started off super annoyed with him, agitated. I was like, damn, like I, I yeah. thought for sure I was going to like this movie because I just knew it was, I've just heard too many things about it. I have just heard too many good things about it. I knew it was kind of like a top tier rom-com Um, I knew I was going to like it, but I was hating it. I could not stand, I did I don't like Billy Crystal. I mean, not as a person. I just, I'm just not a fan of his work. And, but you know what? I also think back with, well, if I'm being honest, I think I liked city slickers when I was a kid. Like there was a couple of movies I probably did like, but as an adult, I find him very annoying. I hated that you yes. look marvelous crap. I couldn't yes. stand any of that. But um so I was really annoyed with him, and as the movie went on, I think I had the exact same experience you did. And I, I knew the second I was I was like, oh wait a minute, I, I really like this movie. So Yeah, it was your, yeah. it was
0: <laughs> about halfway into it, I, I caught myself going, Oh, I'm I'm very invested in this now. And yeah. I think the, the biggest uh the writing was so good. Like, the yep. acting didn't blow me away. I thought it was very well directed as well, but the writing was was very good. Very good character arcs, very good character development. Um, I was rooting for these characters. I cared about yep. – I felt their pain. There's a couple poignant scenes that really stuck out. Um, well, some of the levity, some of the comedy um, – well, I, not really comedy, just clever, clever scenes. Like, for example, there's a scene where they're talking at a baseball game. Every time there's, like, an emphasis on the conversation, they get up and do the wave. Now, it's a right. silly little thing, but yeah. just the, the thought put into how this movie was put together made it interesting and made it um, a little more creative. Um, another scene that stood out to me was when they're watching Casablanca together and they have the split screen. Yeah. I, I just really thought that was a, a kind of a nice moment. Um, and, and, again, it, the way it was shot, the way um, it played out was just appealing. Um. Another scene, probably my favorite scene of the whole movie was when they finally sleep together and then their friends, Carrie Fisher and the other guy, I don't remember his name, are in bed together. They're a couple, too, and they both call at the same time after they do it and they don't know they're in the same bed together. And there's like this back and forth, this banter back and forth that was funny and it was clever. And it was, again, a very well put together scene that I really really enjoyed.
2: Yours. Hello. I'm sorry to call so early. Are you all right? No one I know would call at this hour. I did something terrible. What did you do? No one I know would call at this it's hour. It's so awful. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last I night. Went over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing. To make and a then long story short, we, we did, did it. it. They did it. That's great, Sally. We've been praying for they it. We should have done it in the first place. For months we've been saying you should do it. You guys belong together. It's like killing two birds with one stone. It's like two wrongs make a right. How, How was, was it? It? The during part was good. I thought it was good. But then I felt suffocated. But then I guess it wasn't. Jesus, I'm sorry. No worries. I had to get out of there. He just disappeared. I feel so bad. I'm so embarrassed. I don't blame him. That's horrible. I think I'm coming down with something. I think I'm catching a cold. Look, look, it would have been great if it worked out, but it didn't. Mm. I should never go to bed with anyone when you found out your last
0: boyfriend
1: is getting married.
0: Who's that talking? Who?
2: Is that Jess on the phone? It's Jean Fonda on the VCR? It's Brian Campbell. You, you want to come, come over, over for breakfast? breakfast?
0: So just things like that, the, the, you know, I felt Billy Crystal's pain when he was hurt. You know, he He has this character arc. He's a chauvinist. He's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then he gets hurt by his wife. And you, you feel it. You know, he's really, he pulls it off well as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really cared about his pain. I, I And like the scene where he bumps into his ex-wife, um, the very awkward scene. He was devastated. And then he... Yeah, and then he comes back, and he, he blows up on his friends, and he, yep. you feel that anger. Like, it's a very well-done scene. And this this movie had, like, depth to it. And again, primarily, I think it was the character building, the writing. Um, it was just very, very well done. It was a quality film. So did you have a... Did you kind of agree with that?
1: Oh, 100%. And, uh, I mean, even, like, the scene where... Uh, they're friends. Okay. So, uh, Carrie Fisher was, um, Sally's Meg friend. Meg Ryan's friend. Yeah. Meg Sally's Ryan's friend. friend. Right. Uh, and, uh, I forget the other character's name, but it was, uh, Billy, Billy, Cr- I, Yeah, uh, Harry's friend. Okay. Harry had a friend. She had a friend. um... His friend was kind of like this guy who was always kind of like his wingman, sort of, right? He was the guy who was with them at the game. There was another scene where they were, like, taking batting practice and they were both sitting there yes, talking. Yes. And, and he was telling him, like, you know, the, the great thing about having her as a friend, I can tell her anything and I, there's no pressure. I can tell her about having sex with other girls. I can tell her, you know, all these things. And the guy's like, what? That's crazy. You know, like, because initially Billy Crystal's perspective is if you're attracted to somebody, you can never be friends with them. Right? Right. But now he's in this zone with her where they're our best friends. And he's supportive of her and her relationships. She's supportive of him. But you could tell they're both secretly in love with each other and they're not willing to admit it. You know what I mean? Like neither one of them wants yeah. to ruin their friendship. You could tell, like, it's there. You can see the look and the way they look at each other. Um there's a scene where uh Billy has a girlfriend. They're at a they're at like a, a party together. And uh, Billy's kind of with, with this girl he's dating, and she's with some guy uh, she's dating. And, like, you know, you can see him kind of, like, side-eyeing, watching her kiss him, and you could tell it hurts him. And then later on, the girl comes up and kisses Billy, and Meg has that same um, reaction. Yeah. And uh, it's just very well done in those, you know, it's very subtle but obvious. You know, like, I mean, of course, you know, there's a little bit of this jealousy going on, because they, they, they are... They've created the best relationship because they were friends first. They have such a great foundation. They know everything about each other. They've opened up. They've been honest with each other. They know exactly who the other person is, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, they even when they were trying to set their friends up, they go on this double date together. Okay. She set uh, Harry up with her friend. He set Sally up with his friend. And uh, they ended up like not getting like those people weren't attracted to either one of them, but they were attracted to each other. And at the end of the date, they jumped in a cab and took off, you know, which was a good comedy. I mean, it was a little, you know, a little cheesy or whatever, but it was funny. You know what I mean? Um,
0: Yep. Yep. And and honestly,
1: his last that, that speech he gave her at the end when he finally confessed his love to her. Like, I mean, if that didn't kind of choke you up a little bit, you're dead inside. I mean, I'm not talking full tears here. But (laughs) if that didn't choke you up a little bit... (laughs) like if you saw him put his heart out there and you know she wants it too but she was still being stubborn because he had been stubborn when they did sleep together he should have she wanted him and he wanted her but neither one of them wanted to admit it so they decided to dismiss it right yeah and finally, he's like, I, I want, you know, I want to be with you the rest of my life. And he just throws all this out there and he talks about the little things, the little quirks about her and all the things that he loves about it's, her. It's and so he true. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, it
0: was this awesome. movie took its time in a good way and it, it built it. up and it it, that moment at the end was well. It, it, it worked. They pulled it off. Because, you know, you get that cliche that, you know, they're running together at this train station at the end and they embrace, you know, that, that right. whole cliche. But and they, it was kind of that thing. But but they also uh, don't, I mean, it, they it, don't it,
1: stare it, away from that. I mean, it's, they, they yeah. even know there's a little bit of that going on. You know what I mean? Like, the movie's a little self-aware in that regards.
0: It's a testament to the writing because yeah. I, I went into this a little apprehensive, not just because it's a rom-com, but because, you know, I, I don't relate to this um, this theme of adult dating in New York. You know, I grew up in the country or suburbs, and I'm, I was very conservative, so this whole adult dating New York, I just can't relate to that, but I, I still cared. I still cared about the characters. I still was invested. I still was cheering them on and smiling, and the buildup, like you said, at the end, it was a great finale. This was a really good movie. I, I'd, I'd watch this again, for sure.
1: Absolutely. So
0: I, I give this movie... I give, it, I give it four out of five stars. Yeah, it's I would put it perfect. up there.
1: It, well, it just depends on, yeah, I mean, on a rom-com scale, if we're just going rom-com scale, I'm saying I put it in a top-tier section, whatever that is. If it's five out of five or 4.9 out of five, whatever the thing is, I, I, I found very little flaws in it. Any of the flaws that were there were so minor compared to the overall story. And well, I really like that movie. And I'm gonna admit, it kinda changed my opinion of how I feel about Billy Crystal.
0: I I don't disagree because I I much like you, I, I never liked him. But and it wasn't so much his acting, although it was very good, very solid. Right and same with Meg Ryan's. It wasn't like the acting blew me away, but it was the characters that the well written characters his character arc was really good. He started out as this jerk. He gets hurt by his ex-wife. It changed him. He, this friendship he developed over a long period of time with this one. It was really a, a good story. It was yeah. just very, very well done. Very, and very good. And Meg Ryan quality is writing.
1: adorable. Just some of the yes. looks she has on her face and outfits and, and of course that yeah. big scene, like you know, like I said, that one's the one that everybody had probably saw. But <laughs> well, it's it funny was you just amazing. That. You know what I mean?
0: Because ironically I didn't know it until I saw it in the movie. I, I don't like that scene. Like, it it's it's the... I think it's well, the that, worst scene in the whole movie.
1: Well, I don't think it's the worst scene, but I think it's probably one of the more unrealistic scenes.
0: That's exactly right. So, it, yeah. isolate it when you watch that scene, it's kind of funny. And Meg Ryan does a great job right, with that scene. But it's so out of character for her. She's this mousy, particular woman. Look, if you saw somebody doing that in a restaurant... You would expect them to be hauled away in a straitjacket. That is completely <laughs> abnormal behavior for anybody in public. But it is so New York, her, dude.
1: People mind their own business in New York. I guess. I, a maybe that's true. Thing. Honestly, but that for, probably could have happened in New York and everybody would have just went back to eating. <laughs> but,
0: but for it, someone it, but like that her. But that was definitely,
1: but honestly, that scene was made for a movie trailer. Exactly, Because you have I think, the lady saying, correct. I'll have what she's having. That's a movie right. trailer scene. So right. I can take that scene out of the movie. I don't need that scene for the movie. But I will say, her doing that and his reaction, I think his reaction is the best part of it. Because <laughs> yeah. he's just like, you know he's a little embarrassed, but he's not going to sell it. He's just sitting there kind of just taking it in. He's looking around. He sees people staring at them, but yet he's mature enough Just like, okay, you got me. You're right. Like, he sees what she's doing, and he realizes, oh, shit, someone might have faked an orgasm with me. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, it's kind of funny, again, isolated, but because her character, I don't think, would do that, it threw me off. It, it took me out of the movie a little bit. Again, not a deal breaker. It's not a big no, deal. It, but it was just a I'm small I'm thinking scene, to myself, so. this is so weird. For anybody to do, especially her, that it just kind of took me out a little bit. But, but aside from that, that is it's...
1: the calm part of a rom com.
0: Well, of course, yeah. You I mean, th- the they're going to
1: be that. That is part of a rom com thing. Sometimes there are these little scenes that might not fit everything else, but you know, it. it you know, you you have to throw. I it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, but I do. I would say the movie would have been just fine without that scene, but I understand yeah. why they had it. I mean, it was used to sure. sell tickets. I mean, they want to get people in the movie theaters. And that's a great... Yeah, yeah. That was a really great uh, trailer. I know that was in the movie trailer. I guarantee you, if you pull up their movie trailer, that's in
0: it. I'm pretty the, sure because I knew of that scene forever. Right. I'll so have and what she's having. The
1: that's the big payoff. Yeah. They ruined this big joke, but in reality, it's insignificant as far as the movie goes.
0: Yeah. So, yep. I mean, two thumbs up. I, I'm really like happy
1: it. that you liked that movie because in all honesty, Duke, had you not liked that movie, I don't know if there was any saving you because <laughs> like that movie was just such a likable movie. And I understood, I knew the parts you were going to have problems with. I, I, I I didn't hundred percent know about the orgasm scene. I didn't think, I thought it would make you feel uncomfortable, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, I just, uh, that's what I would have thought. I knew you were going to like the beginning cause I hated the beginning. Like I yeah. loved her. Everything about her, I was all into. He was so annoying when he's spitting those great pits out the yes, window. Yes, yes. And Just it was like, the, dude, the f- enough already! You're so yeah, obnoxious. The fast and,
0: talking and the I'm super cool, and I've talked. Real I, and fast I'm gonna and break you care.
1: down. And I know all about you and all this. Yeah, and, it was obnoxious. Yeah. It was super obnoxious, but, but I, that was kind of the pr- that was the point. So I get it.
0: Yeah, it was it was to establish his character arc. From that right. to what he had become. Although I still think it was a little over the top. But a little bit. Hey, it whatever. was. But it is a also bit.
1: a comedy. So in comedies, yeah. you know, you watch Dumb and Dumber. The whole movie's over the top. But doesn't mean you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? So that is yeah. the comedy aspect to the rom-com.
0: Right. So speaking of that scene, I got to throw an apology out to our buddy Eric, the mighty Q dog. Because <laughs> I had um, I was talking to him. Uh, on text or private message or something, and I just happened to say, hey, did you... Um, I said, I'm sorry if, if you, you were listening to the podcast in that... Because in that, I put that clip in our last podcast of the orgasm scene at the restaurant. Right. And I kind of said it jokingly. He said, yeah, my daughter was in the room, and I had to hurry up and turn it off. Oh, oops. I was like, oh, shoot. He's like, oh, no, it's no big deal. I, just, I, I was kind of joking when I said it, but it turns out that that actually happened. So he scrambled to turn the podcast off because... You know, I played that whole scene out, and it sounds right. like you're listening to, like, a porn or something. It's yeah, very believable. Yeah, it, it,
1: it is. Yeah. We probably should give a little disclaimer so to them ahead of time because we ever... are saying words like orgasm and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that might not fit their uh, daughter's playlist.
0: Yeah, I told him if I ever do a clip uh, that's a little inappropriate, I'll give him a warning next time. He, he laughed yeah. it off, but I just wanted to kind of – I thought it was kind of funny too, so I thought I'd bring that up. But – um. Yeah, so I guess that's all we can say about that. Let me just check my notes, make sure I didn't miss anything. Let, let me go over a quick
1: note that I had, um, and I'm going to do this for the next movie as well, but um, real quick, well, actually, I, I took notes for all three movies that weren't really about the movie the, per se, but um, uh, okay, so it, to me, it was very obvious that um, the producers or the writers of Seinfeld really liked this movie. <laughs> because, first off, the faking of the orgasm, that was a big plot point in a Seinfeld episode with Jerry and Elaine. Yeah. That, right. that scene that you really love where the friends had sex and then they called to talk to the other friends, they yeah. had that same yeah. thing played out where George was calling Jerry and her friend was calling Elaine, except they didn't have them in the same room. They were on call waiting with each other. So that was another right. scene that they lifted. Uh, there was another wow. couple, but I don't—I don't know if I wrote them all down. But um, let me see. That's interesting. Uh, we're both friends, calling friends. Oh, and then the fact that you know there was the a couple of different diner scenes, and I'm not saying that's exclusive to Seinfeld, but. I'm not saying exclusive Seinfeld. I'm saying a a diner scene isn't exclusive to When Harry Met Sally, but coupled with those other two scenes, you could tell that when they were thinking about this, they're like, we want to have some diner scenes. Now, I went back and I looked, and both movie and the show came out the same year, but you'd really have to get into when those uh, following seasons were written, and then you can kind of see what I think is a definite... With Harry, when Harry met Sally, influence, and uh, there is actually another. Both of these, all three of these movies heavily influenced TV shows. And I will, I will talk about the rest of them when we get there.
0: Gotcha. But, well, one other thing I wanted to point out was I really like those interludes with the older couples as well. That was those are uh, great.
1: And then eventually, yeah, they just, got the, well, hey, spoiler <laughs> alert. Okay. I mean, sorry if we ruined this <laughs> for anybody, <laughs> but eventually, um. They had theirs, which was super sweet. Is at that yeah, point, they had what... been together for 10, whatever years. I mean, they had been well-established and married.
0: Yeah, and you don't know what these are or why they're in there. It's just like a random thing. But again, it plays into the way this movie was put together, um, how creative it was, how interesting every scene was. And I just think it was a very good movie. So, yeah, I'm glad I well, watched and, it.
1: And, and those people felt like those were real. Those felt like real testimonials. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if actors, they were or tell. not,
1: but they felt like it.
0: I'm pretty sure. I, I was paying attention to that, and I at first I was wondering, but I'm I'm pretty sure I detected acting. You
1: know, well, I'm it doesn't sure matter. Acting. They had a really good feel. Is all I'm saying. They felt like these yeah. couples were older couples that had lived these long. They told their the way they met each other. Well, because like when Harry met Sally, so you got when so and so met so and so, you got their little brief. We met this and this, and then we were married for fifty years or whatever, you know.
0: All right. Agreed. All right. Well, we both liked that movie. That's pretty cool. Yes. Okay. So next was. Sleepless and I think NCAA. we're both
1: going to agree on this one. What do you think of that?
0: What do you think? How do you think I felt about this movie?
1: This movie was horrible.
0: It was awful. This was awful. the worst.
1: This was by far. Okay. It, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was so bad because, okay, first off, the story itself was super rushed. I mean. I mean, and it was okay. You can okay. Some of it there there could have been some believable aspects. Like okay, this lady's having some cold feet about getting married. That happens a lot with people, and somehow she gets distracted. But okay, so she's gonna fall in love with some dude because she heard like this little tidbit over the radio, and now she's infatuated with him. She's gonna fly to Seattle, and. Then see him from across the street, and then he's gonna look at her like love at first sight. Chris, this crazy lady about standing in the middle of the road, and the way the boy and his friend, and then I, I'm gonna ruin this whole thing, and then you can say your part.
0: The, yeah, the, go ahead. the part
1: where the, let the, it out. Okay, so the girl, the, his little friend, somehow books an airline. I granted this was the '80s, so it wasn't as difficult. <laughs> but you would think an adult would have to be on the phone because it wasn't like, I mean, come on, man. So they're going to put this kid on the plane. Where'd they get the money? They never even explained that. This kid's going to fly to New York and wait, and he's going to get a cab. He's going to make it to the uh, Empire State Building and wait for her because that's where his dad was supposed to meet her because of this letter and all this crap. That movie sucked, man. That movie sucked so bad. I was trying so hard to find something I liked about it. I mean, and I'm a... I'm a Meg Ryan fan, and I'm a Tom Hanks fan. I hate this movie. This movie sucked. It was boring. It was dumb. Oh, my like, gosh. It, th- there was a few scenes that I liked, a few, but, I mean, for the most part, like, that doesn't make a movie. Like, this sucked. I hated this movie.
0: All right, my turn. Go ahead. I echo everything you said, and then some.
1: Uh, you know, let's, let's start with,
0: okay, this, this movie, not only did I not like the movie, it, it was insulting. Like, just yeah. so many things. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Okay, the, prim- the, the, the concept of love in this movie was, like, so off. It was, like, this magical force, like, that maybe had its own consciousness or something. I don't know.
2: The force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy
0: together. It made no sense. It's one of those, you know, stupid, like... Uh, remember, you know, they were saying like the magic, like she's got this boyfriend or, or fiance right. as Bill Pullman's character and he's right. kind of nerdy and he's like got allergies and she likes him and he likes her. They're, they're a relationship, but right. there's the magic is missing. The love isn't there. Right. There's sure. a spark that's there's not no spark. there. So I guess
1: she's, she's content, but there's no spark. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't light her fire is, is what it yeah, is.
0: Yeah. His chlorine count was low or something. He just right. didn't have the, the magic or whatever. And um, so there's that whole element. And then well, this boy, he has like magic powers. Somehow he just knows that, you know. She, he, it, no she's picture, the one mind for her you. Father. No
1: picture. She just wrote a letter, and this kid knows, even though his dad actually has started a relationship with a nice looking woman who seems like a nice person, who's shopping, cooking meals, you know, and the dad's falling for her. But no, this kid ain't content with that.
0: Yeah. So what? How, I mean, how does he another have thing is sense. like at the
1: beginning, the the Tom Hanks wife's dead, so they decide to relocate to Seattle. If you haven't seen the movie, trust me, we're saving you some time here. This movie sucks. Yeah, yeah. Go with Harry totally. Met Sally. Don't watch this movie. So, <laughs> I'm really so glad. honestly, boy, I am so glad you started with Harry Met Sally because if you would have started with this one, I don't oh, know if you would have well, made it through with Harry, when Harry Met no, Sally. Well, this I think is you this is the epitome.
0: This. This is the epitome of what I kind of expected all rom-coms to this be. This is
1: exactly what I was saying when we were watching it. I was like, I didn't, because she had, she, either she didn't remember seeing it, or she didn't like it either. and Because I was asking her, it's was like, is this just me? This movie sucks, right? Like, this ain't no good. She's like, <laughs> no. I was like, if Duke started with this, we're fucked. There's no way he's going to make <laughs> it to Pretty Woman, or, you know, he's going to make it. He's never going to get there. This movie sucks
0: so again back to the the premise of love being this like magical force was just just stupid i hate that i hate it's insulting to what love actually is this boy who's got these powers who just knows i guess he's like anakin skywalker he's got the force
2: you are the chosen one
0: yes love is like the force in this movie did did george lucas direct this or something because it it feels that's what they're they're kind of saying that love is is like it's this magic Right, so he, you can't he's fight got this,
1: it. Love at first sight. She's under a spell. He's under a spell.
0: Yeah, corny, insulting. So, and let me tell you something. The the boy, okay, he, I, I didn't feel any emotion. I felt no mourning, like for for Tom Hanks and his son that just lost their mother. It was so poorly done that I, mean, I just could care fairness, less. In fairness,
1: it was a year later, but still. Let,
0: let me say, let me tell you something, Chris. I I lost a parent as a kid. This right. is not how kids act when they no, lose no, their
1: No, no, I, I agree. No, I agree 100%. Like, it's it,
0: it, for this kid to be vying for his father to meet another woman and get another mommy, it just is ne- would well, never happen. Well, all no, right. In, fair it
1: is, in fairness to the kid, the kid was saying his dad's not sleeping at night and he's worried about him. He calls this... I don't care. I know, okay, but I'm just saying, we got, you know, like, I, I don't, I agree with you. It's all trash, but I'm just saying he's worried about the dad. The dad's not sleeping, he's... You know, um, he he's obviously stuck in a mourning phase, and he calls like uh like you know um a psychiatrist radio calling show. radio show, and the lady is like you know uh, helping fixing people with their love life. Um, so by the way, she did a terrible
0: it, job. Her the voice actor who did that was terrible. Oh,
1: It was all bad.
0: So corny and just oh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I mean the fact is he calls in and mind you, okay, the other thing about now don't get me wrong, I know there are some shows that are broadcast live in different parts of the country, but I don't even think they had their times right. I want <laughs> to go back and analyze that. You like it felt like it was the same time in both areas like she's in New York or she's on the East Coast or wherever she is. I I don't know. Maybe she was in Chicago. I think she, whatever she was, yeah, because she had to take a flight to Chicago too, or to New York too. So I think she was in Chicago, but they're not in the same time zone is the point. And somehow this kid's calling in, and all this stuff is being broadcasted live, you know, because this is some great show that's so great that it's it's all over the country, and these people over there, and she works for a newspaper, and they want to, let's write a subject. You know, you hear everybody talking about this? Like, this was some big national story. That some kid yeah. called, it was so stupid. It was so stupid. It was insulting, stupid. is what it was. It, it was, was. Insulting. and
0: the pandering to women, like that, this, this this trope of women watching romances and dotting their eyes with with tissues and they're sobbing, and it, it's just it's stupid. That's not how women. That's not what they want. It's not how they act. The whole thing was just ridiculous.
1: Well, it was directed by Nora Ephron. Ephron. I, I, I've never heard of Nora, and I'm sure... It says she had nominations for something else, but wait a minute. Was this Golden Globe? Wow, this was actually nominated, but a Golden Globe. Oh, my gosh. And this, and, and the other thing... Okay, so there is something else we should mention. I think this movie was really based on uh some, some parts actually scene for scene, kind of like an homage to a movie called An Affair to Remember. So I think there was some kind of like uh you know there's so, so like I think if you're a fan of the one movie maybe this was like a wink to those people because they did show the movie off and on they were crying her and Rosie's character Rosie O'Donnell was in the movie as well mm-hmm. um, and I think and in in the movie an affair to remember I think they meet I think their conclusion was meeting at the Empire State Building so I think that's why that played an important role in this movie yeah yeah because you know, you would see scenes from the movie, they would show the movie yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get it, but it was, it just was not very entertaining. It was boring, and I was so glad when it was over. I was so happy, me too. It
0: was, it was so bad. And, like, you know, at the end, when when she's looking at the Empire State Building with Bill Pullman, right, and it, it was so stupid, he's like all smiling, like they're in this relationship, they're like engaged. Right. And he's like, go to him. Like He's all like, I don't care, it's fine. I'm like, what is happening? Nobody acts like this. This is so stupid. I mean, I I was blown away at how dumb and how poorly written this was. This movie
1: got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Uh, impossible. 72% on Metacritic. I don't know who... That just shows you that this is all fraudulent. That these sites yeah. are fraudulent. There's no yeah. way I would give this a 75%. I wouldn't give it over a 50%. I mean, it would be hard for, I would put this in a definitely a whatever their lower thing is. I forget what the hell their low rotten tomato or whatever. It would be garbage. It was trash.
0: In the in, in comparing the two, like uh, Harry met Sally, like the build up in the in the finale, you know she goes to the Empire State Building uh, as if this is her destiny that she meets right. like another star. Did George? Is this a Star Wars spinoff film? Because now there's like this, <laughs> there's destiny in there. He
1: has foreseen
0: this. It is your destiny. Like she just was dead and this kid's like just new and he wants his dad to have a new wife and nothing makes any sense. Nothing is realistic. All
1: these security guards are like, sure, go up there. I could lose my job. But you know what? Just go ahead. We're trying to clear the building out. It's empty. Nobody's looking at this kid before before they and not only that. How the hell did that dad get on? Well, let's just book a flight. and fly. The fact that he was able to get there within like an hour or so of the sun was completely bullshit, too, or whatever it was. Maybe it was three or four hours. The kid was there all day. But either way, are you fucking kidding me? That was, I'm sorry about the language, but that was <laughs> that was horrible, man. Nobody's looking at this kid. There's not one responsible adult in New York. Nobody looks at this kid and says, hey, wait a minute. Where's your parents at? This 9, 10-year-old yeah. kid, whatever age he is, 12, I don't know what and he's supposed to be. it's like you said, be.
0: she goes up to the Empire State Building and the guard just like, he, she coerces him, he just like smirks and smiles, like, go ahead. You know? just, yeah, go well, ahead. How...
1: I, I, I may get fired, but you know what, go ahead.
0: It's just so cheap. Here's the notes I took while watching. All right. These are these, very these are generic. Well, these are very generic things, and it's not a really good way to critique a movie, but no, this is what no, I wrote. it's fine. Boring, corny cheesy lame sappy uninteresting predictable poorly written
1: absolutely absolutely and it was very poorly written it was like they had a germ of an idea and they like whereas Harry met Sally they took the time to get there you know what I mean and even they even, they even did the classic thing where, like, they did actually get together, but then it didn't work, so they went away, and then they got back together again. Like, those are kind of classic tropes with movies like this, but they did it in such a way it didn't feel like a trope. Whereas this was all trope. The whole thing yeah. was stupid.
0: It was. And even the music was bad. It was just...
1: Yeah, whereas damn, when you, Harry everything... met Sally, was a pretty good soundtrack.
0: Yeah. This was just a terrible, terrible. I don't know how this ever, you know. It's probably because you know Tom Hanks. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom Hanks. Here's 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 a, uh, a, It was a Tom Hanks if he kept
1: doing these kind of.
0: Things. <laughs> yeah. um, Billy Crystal is not nearly as good of an actor as Tom no. Hanks. No. But he was better in he out acted him salary. in this movie. I can promise exactly you that exactly because the directing and the writing. Tom Hanks can, I said, Tom Hanks can out out Billy Crystal. Yeah, well, any day, if but you're so these bad,
1: two movies, Tom Hanks needs to send his Philadelphia Oscar yeah. to uh, <laughs> Billy Crystal. You know what I mean? Like,
0: but I just I felt nothing. Tom Hanks's performance was bland. No, it was sucks. boring. Meg Ryan's performance was bland and boring. I just didn't care about. Whereas anything. Meg Ryan it was...
1: was great in When Harry Met Sally. I agree. And I I, I will say the only honestly the only thing I did like about Sleepless in Seattle was Meg Ryan, but even that, she, it just wasn't good. It felt very hollow compared to when Harry met Sally.
0: Yes. Well, I think we've bashed it enough, but I, I okay, really can't I, say enough. I,
1: I got one little note, and this goes back to the like the last thing. So you can tell that um, the creators of Frasier must have loved this movie, or at least liked it, because okay, first off. Uh, the one guy when they were at that dinner scene, I don't know if he was her fiance's brother or his fiance's sister's husband, but Niles Crane was there. Yes, okay, the guy yeah. who plays Niles. Okay, um, uh, the whole show, you know, the like being in Seattle, which you know, okay, it's a city, but the whole uh, the doctor calling advice, uh, romance thing, r- advice that's all Fraser Crane. So they completely Uh, saw this movie and said, guess what? I got a spinoff series for uh, (laughs) this cheer show. And I have to go back and double check the date because either somebody ripped off somebody, either they ripped off Frasier or Frasier ripped off them because um, I have to double check. Let's see. Hey, Siri, my wife, she ain't listening. Go ahead.
0: My wife loved that show, Frasier. I never got real into it. Oh, Frasier's really good. No, I yeah, like I know Fraser it's a good a show. I just... Okay, uh, so Fraser
1: started in 1993. All right? Let's see. Okay. Sleepless in Seattle here. Sleepless in Seattle. Wow, amazing. 1993. But <laughs> that's amazing. There's no disputing it, though. They definitely ripped them off. Like, that plot... I I guess the only thing must be... They must have got wind of this. Somebody must have tipped somebody off. Because there's no way that... Those coincidences are the... I mean, come on. Fraser's in Seattle. He's a, a yeah. call-in therapist. There's the whole premise there. of this is somebody calls in. The kid calls in a call-in therapist in Seattle. Fraser's brother, Niles, is in this movie. He's in that one. Eh, I, I'm not buying it. Somebody ripped off somebody. But anyway, yeah. that was my. Yeah, that was the like only it. thing I found intriguing about it. I was trying to find all the Fraser connections.
0: <laughs> you got to try to find something positive, right, or something interesting. Yeah, it, at it least. was
1: so bad. It was so bad.
0: Uh, and again, it, it's not that it was so bad. It, it was. It was that it was almost angering. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? This is what you think. And again, I, I believe they were pandering to women. Right. And I, I guess you said a woman directed it.
1: Yes, her name. The was heck Laura. is wrong with her?
0: She did she well know I mean stuff.
1: maybe who knows who produced it who knows who stuck maybe she had a better movie and it you know sometimes Studios mess you up so in fairness to her it might not have been all her fault but that movie was not good yeah. and honestly I, I know you were mad at me when you were watching it but keep in mind <laughs> I did not select that one I just I selected like three or four uh well I selected 3 movies that I thought would be considered like, you know, it was like this, Notting Hill and um You Got Mail. And then I also put yeah. others and I I was going to take whoever was the most. And it actually and, you know, came down to a coin flip and the coin actually yeah. decided that over yes, You Got Mail. Yes, that's true. So the coin is true. the coin was your fate. Don't be mad at me.
0: That's true. But I think th- one of the biggest things that bo- bothered me the most is the kid like a kid would never psychologically mm-hmm. never act this way mourning his mother only a year later. Right. I don't care how. No, I understand.
1: Sad, I mean, you, know, you have a personal connection to that, so yeah, that and that's probably part of, of
0: it. Well, that's okay I, I, that's though because you
1: actually have a realistic point of view. Now, granted, this is a rom com and there's supposed to be some fluff, but you're also there was never no substance though. Whereas me Harry this. met Sally had some fluff, but it had way more substance.
0: Well, let me let me make this point. Is this a rom-com? Where where is the calm? Well, it's the nothing calm, but rom. Yeah,
1: there was. I know, but there it, it's a rom-com because the the calm was the dynamic with her and Rosie and her sneaking oh. around. And, you know, there was some calm there. Ah, but
0: well, here's what I'll say. You know, when Harry met Sally, when Harry met Sally was was clearly comedic. It, it had clever yes. scenes, funny scenes. It, it had comedy to it. I would argue that. Sleepless in Seattle is a romance that has some levity to it. That's that's it. There's no comedy. There's no laughing. I don't there, think that was done by design. Maybe?
1: I don't think that was done by design. That's the point. It is a rom-com. It's a bad one. But where's that's- the com? I, I'm saying the calm is the the, hijinks, the 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 kids is the calm, the Her uh, and Rosie's but, is the calm. I, okay, I know but, what you're saying. There's a it's way heavier with the dead wife, but they brushed that dead wife off pretty quickly.
0: Well, here's what I'm saying.
1: Like, I think there was probably more oh, scenes of him going on bad dates that they cut out. I think I think this movie got cut. I think there was well, a where, lot of where, stuff that got if of cut. This out of this movie. If
0: this is a rom com if this is a rom com then what's, what's a romance? Because all movies Well, have I would levity. say a all... romance
1: would be like, even though you didn't like it, uh, somewhere in time, that was a romance.
0: I mean, that I had just romance. as much comedy, though. It, it This had zero comedy. Uh,
1: okay. I mean, listen, it sucked. I just think... Okay. It's a, you Google what it is. It'll say it's a rom-com. I on typed that in rom-coms, note, that's what I pulled them out from. Just,
0: I want to jump off topic, briefly, uh, slightly off topic, just real quick, because on this note, you know how we were kind of trying to figure out why I liked some rom-coms and not others last time. And we we're talking oh, about right, how maybe like it's because it from the male point
2: the... of view. Yeah. Well,
0: what I think I discovered was – more that might be part of it. But I think more so than that, it's that when I think of movies like Groundhog Day and something about Mary and Saving Silverman, they're comedies first. They have relationship elements, but they're – they're co- like Sleepless in Sadie would never call comedy. Like it's not, it's not funny. So I think that's it's not why I'm good. attracted.
1: No, but see, well, that's true. You're, 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 <laughs> but, you're, you're like honing it down to what your pr- opinion is now. You're, it's yeah, not this an is opinion. My opinion. It is, but it's not an opinion. It is a rom com. It's just a bad one. Uh, Whereas that's fine. If when they... Harry met Sally, your opinion is it's a comedy, and then there's rom. I mean, dude, it's a rom com. That's what okay, a rom com me... is. Sometimes they're heavier one way or the other.
0: I I right. There's certain. There's different kinds of comedies. There's slapstick. There's there's ones right. that are raunchy. There's I get black that.
1: Comedies. There's all kinds of comedies.
0: But yeah. But I would make the argument that movies that I was more attracted to, I in my head, they were just comedies. They weren't. They weren't romantic comedies. Anyway, my point is, is primarily, Saving Silverman to me is a comedy. Primarily, something about Mary is a comedy. These are primarily romance stories. With some slight Dude, the whole premise levity. of
1: something about Mary is all these guys in love with Mary trying to get Mary. That but it's hysterical. It's, it's all like right, a listen, funny movie. I think movie. we're going backwards, though, now, dude. <laughs> we're going backwards. You've <laughs> already right, established right. you like a rom-com. You cannot deny Harry. Right. when Harry Met Sally is a rom-com. No, you that, can't deny that. that is a rom-com. So let's just not that, go backwards. We have established... That is a rom-com. If it's okay. a good I'm rom-com, you'd like it. That, that's what I'm saying. I think... I think if they're just what you deem good, then you like them. If you don't like them, but see, the thing is you would assume that you weren't going to like when Harry met Sally. And I think that's the crux of what we're doing here. We are showing you that you are not giving some of these movies a fair shake. Now you shouldn't have gave Sleepless in Seattle, any kind of shake. And I apologize for that, (laughs) but that is a good point for you. There are really bad. See, I think that's what you think all of them are. And I think that was really yeah. my point. There are good ones and, and there knew, are bad ones.
0: Well, I mean, I, I I fully understood that there was going to be. Well, right, a but very... you weren't
1: you weren't willing to acknowledge that you like them. That was the whole point of this.
0: Well, I, I, again, my initial point was I wasn't interested in them.
1: Right. Okay. That. That's what you, I, I never said I wasn't gonna like them. You're already locked in. You're gonna rewatch this movie. <laughs> When, I, you. I was pleasantly
0: surprised with when Harry met Sally. I it was a good, a good movie, a good film. I I very much enjoyed it. No matter what the genre, if it's good enough, I obviously will will appreciate that. I like art, that's, I like that's, film.
1: That's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter yes. the genre. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, right? All right, so, so we got one more. Let's not go too long okay. here because we're gonna do, yeah. we, we might be yes. dropping viewers here or listeners. All right, we got one last one.
0: Pretty Woman just finished right. it up. I think yes, this morning actually. Yeah. Um, what do you think? How do you think I felt about this movie? Uh,
1: I'm definitely gonna think you're gonna lean onto the unrealistic aspect of it. I think you probably like Julia Roberts. I, eh, I don't know. I'm a little up in the air. I don't. I don't know. I don't think you're gonna like this one as much as when Harry met Sally because I think you're gonna think this one isn't that realistic. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're not wrong. I. I This was not nearly as good as When Harry Met Sally, and it wasn't nearly as bad as um, Sleepless in Seattle. I didn't really like this movie, though. Um, You know, comparing it to Sleepless in Seattle, it's it's a shining gem, you know, (laughs) because Sleepless in Seattle was so awful. But um, I guess my biggest problems I had with this was... You know, I, again, there wasn't a lot of comedy to this. I, you know, unless we're supposed to be laughing at the fact that, you know, Julia Roberts' character is from the streets and she chews gum and doesn't know how which fork to use for her salad. I mean, that's like very cliche. It's very rags to riches type story that we've seen before, at least I think. So it, it just, it was very just kind of bland. Now, I think what, if it had anything, it was, I think, Richard Gere. Uh, he's he's very got a great screen presence. He's um, very charming. He's a, he's a good actor, um, and he, he's even got a good voice. I mean, he's very pleasant to watch on film. He did a good job at, at at his role, but the character building was very weak to me. And I think I think primarily because the tools that they used to to build the characters were were tropey and cliche. I knew what was going to happen around every corner. Nothing surprised me. I knew it was, was so very predictable. And I think I very cliche to me, so that that's as a as a broad opening statement, that's how I kind of feel about this movie in general and I, I it sounds like you like this movie quite a bit. oh,
1: I love this movie. this movie's good, okay, but I mean, you are entitled to your opinion. It doesn't well, matter you not... and all honestly, it doesn't even matter whether or not you like this movie. the fact that you like when Harry met Sally, I feel vindicated, and I'm okay. I know what you're saying there are. Because I can nitpick the same stuff. I just choose to enjoy the story. I really like... And you actually nailed it. The rags to riches thing. There's definitely that. You know, she's yeah. the prostitute with the heart of gold or whatever. Um, but I do. I, I have to disagree about the comedy. I think there was plenty of comedy. It's just not comedy. It just depends on what you define as comedy. If you watch it and you're invested in the characters, well. these little subtle moments will make you laugh or smile or fill you full of whatever comedy does now is are they is it a stand-up and they're breaking out jokes no it's not that kind of rom-com it do, it is more rom than com. no no denying yeah and that's that.
0: the only point i want i don't want to break that down again but
1: i i understand that but i think that's kind of what those movies are i think sometimes yeah. they're more comedy sometimes they're more romantic it really just depends on the flow of the movie some movies are more yeah. anything i mean could you even find some other genres in this? Of course you can, but it is classified as a rom-com. And, oh, sure, sure. I'm not and debating it, and, that. I, no, I know, I know. I, I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying I, I agree with you. It is it's not as heavy on the com as When Harry Met Sally. I think there was more funny moments in When Harry Met Sally. But I will say there was a lot of endearing moments in this. I do think they have their ending speech that I... I have to say that go, before I saw the ending speech with Harry, I would have probably said Julia's end, ending speech is is really good. And I don't think it's bad. I just think I I don't know. I really think way Harry laid out his case was uh more ter- it had a more of a tear-jerking to it but it was um, it was
0: better written it was better written and and the, the character was more fully developed and you know when Harry met Sally was much as much like a like a Woody Allen film there's lots of um lots of witty dialogue I think and lots of of course the whole New York theme maybe makes my brain attached to that as well but um uh, pretty woman was a little more generic um, again I, I I would think you would agree that the characters were and it's probably because I'm comparing it to this gem that is when Harry met Sally and comparatively, um, the characters were just not nearly as developed. I didn't care as much. I did like, you know, Richard Gere's character arc a little bit. Not nearly as good as I liked uh, Billy Crystal's because, you know, his his whole I break down companies and sell them and he's kind of ruthless. Right. And then he kind of gets a heart. It, it, you see it coming. Well, so because that's of her, just...
1: she, she has, she's gotten to him. She's open, giving him a different perspective on life and – he has. he's probably acknowledging that his life isn't what he wants it to be. He's had failed marriage. He's got a fail. His girlfriend just broke up, or they just broke up. His father had died recently. He's looking for a father figure. He's seeing one in this old man, and he's seeing what he actually really wants in a relationship, but the taboo of her being you know, a sex worker is hard for him. Like honestly, I think they could have leaned a little more serious if they wanted to. I think they added well, the levity because they weren't looking for um, leaving Las Vegas vibe. They were, looking <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. They were more looking for, uh, you know, something that can make people feel good when they watch it.
0: Well, sure. I think I think what I'll say is there there was something they scratched the surface of a good movie, but they just didn't quite get there for me. It just well, it yeah, had for you. It I was mean, trying it was trying and it 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 had some moments like my favorite scene and here here's a misstep i think a big misstep is the scene when they go to the opera okay and she tears up i i like that scene a lot that should have been earlier on that should have been to to subtly show that this is more than just a hooker she's got a soul she's got heart there's something more to her it's at the end of the movie
1: yeah and but they already did really that messed... when she was... they already showed that when she was watching uh I love Lucy sitting on the floor acting like a little schoolgirl. Like they, uh, they right, had done but, that again and again with her. Like but, they But were, it was they,
0: none of that none of that was as, as impactful.
1: Actually that was that was less about her that scene and more about him recognizing her like having the spirit that he has lost. That was more about him than her.
0: Well here's here's what I mean I guess is you know you got this this prostitute from the streets, and you know, three quarters of the movie, your uh, my brain is like, okay, why, why is she more together? Why is she a little more witty? Why is she? Well, she hadn't she been
1: out there that long,
0: right? But if they, they would have established done that the,
1: she hasn't been doing it that long, that that was established early on in the movie when. <sighs> the one prostitute was yelling at a rival prostitute about where she could stand or whatever. And she goes, she's new right. or whatever. So they made sure they, they threw that exposition out there to let you know that she's been doing it, but maybe not that long.
0: Sure. I just, my point is, I think that that would have been a, a good tool to use earlier in the film to let the audience know that she's, cause I was a little confused. Like, I, I wasn't sure why she wasn't a typical hooker or whatever you want to say. And that would have been a very good thing to do earlier on to kind of show the audience there's something more here, but we're not going to tell you just yet. We're going to let it build out. It just just it's just a little subtle critique or a minor critique. But um, when I saw that scene, I was like, I like this scene. This is good. They should have used it earlier because now the movie's all, almost over and we already know, you know, her character arc. And I just thought that that would have been a better used tool earlier on. But anyway, that's a minor gripe. That that's was hard. really my, my favorite scene of the, of the movie. Um, Jason Alexander. Okay. Here's what I discovered about him. He is so good on TV mm-hmm. and I, I never like him in movies. He he was so over the top. I did not like the way they wrote him. He He was so creepy at the end.
1: Well, and that, that was—he was, was supposed to be unlikable. No, he was supposed to be yeah, but, unlikable. He was a guy who was losing his grip. I I know what you're saying. There was definitely some over the top moments with, with him. But... I mean, he's got.
0: I mean, Richard Gere, or whatever his name is in the movie, is his friend, and he's got a close relationship. There's no way he's gonna start like trying to rape, you know, or, or come well, on to it, her so, and no, like smack see, her. What,
1: well, but this is how powerful people look at servants. I that's true. But they don't look at, at them or, as people. He looked at her as some sort of obstacle that ruined this big deal. She's a prostitute. She's worthless. She has no worth. And I'm just gonna take it and he won't care because she's just a prostitute. Right, like, but that, they, that, they was, did not... that was why he did that.
0: Right, but they did not he didn't earn that scene because they didn't write it well enough. Like it just jumped to there.
1: Well like, they a, showed can kind of tell... you could tell he already had did his Creepy thing with her at the with the polo match.
0: Both of them came off as just forced, though.
1: She thought he thought espionage might have been involved. He goes and confronts Richard about it, so Richard uh, has yeah, to say, "Listen, she's a prostitute." And then he goes over there and he's like, "Hey, uh, whenever you're done with him, maybe you want to hook up with me." I mean, they established he was a creep. I mean, I, I to me the unrealistic part is. This was one deal, dude. Like, you've been making money with this guy for how long? Why are you going to blow it? Like, that's the part that was unrealistic to me. Not really what he did. It was just, like, so narrow-minded. But, I mean, as far as, like, the rich treating the poor like trash, I mean, that's nothing new. That's real.
0: No, it 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 is, but they they didn't build up to it. They didn't. It was just like a jump. It was just too. It, it to me, it just wasn't developed well enough. Like well, I, I would have loved to honesty, see him... his
1: character wasn't that much of a focal point.
0: No, no, but but it could have been a, a it could have been a a um. I don't know how to put it, but it could have been like a a metaphor for how people like this act, but they just didn't do it well enough for me, and I, I just didn't like. I don't like Jason Alexander in movies. He never does nearly as good of a job as he does on television for me.
1: Well, it was just honest, it was a little, so again, Seinfeld, <laughs> like what other things? Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's all he's ever
1: done. Right. I mean, he's done a couple of the things. He had a failed show that didn't go nowhere. He had a, a season on curb your enthusiasm, which is basically he was George. So, I mean, let's, you know, but, um, yeah. I, I I will say this, I, I, I hear what you're saying and I can't disagree with how you feel. I will just tell you how the movie made me feel. I like the rags-to-riches thing, like you put it. I I think, uh, whereas it's not as believable as when Harry met Sally, um, it's not unbelievable in the point where, you know, there have been many a wealthy men who have fallen for their mistresses, whether they've been prostitutes or uh, just women on the side. I mean, that's not unrealistic. The, the no, fact that she had this no. different point of view. I thought some of the best scenes, which was an ad-lib scene, actually, is when he was showing her the jewelry and she went Uh to touch it and he shut the box on her, he ad-libbed that. (laughs) And that was her real reaction. She didn't know he was going to do that. I think she lights up the screen. I think, you know, of course you've seen this scene sort of probably, but the whole when she goes and the girls are mean to her won't and then so then it won't sell her clothes so then he's like well i'm gonna fix that let me take you out we're gonna make all these now are they're over the top yes that's the calm part that is the rom-com over the top thing that those are the rom-com moments when he's there and the guy's sucking up to him and he says oh, we need more sucking up and he's like oh you were a. I i knew you were a, not only a handsome man but a intelligent man i knew it when you went go no no not me her you know, and, you know, right, right. All that was the calm that you know, there are other comedy aspects to it, but um, I, I didn't really think no big deal about where that opera scene was because I feel like they've already established her a couple of different times where she was handling herself differently when they first went to that luncheon. Uh, she was, you know. Definitely the star of that luncheon. The guys were more intrigued. Well, the older man was really liked her. Only nobody wanted to talk to Richard. They considered him the enemy. So he softened her, or she softened him. I mean, Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I I guess that scene was. I don't think it's as as is a realistic movie as when Harry met Sally. I feel like that one feels like more of a a legitimate movie and not a rom com in that. If you're gonna put it in that comparison, but. You're not gonna convince me that uh, Pretty Woman's not a good movie. I mean, that's a good movie.
0: Well, I mean, what I how I feel about it is it was just weak, and I don't put it in the category as a, of, a, of a good movie. I don't think it's well, I, terrible. I
1: realize that. <laughs> yeah. I don't.
0: I don't think that people that like it are crazy. I don't think it's like this awful movie. I just think it's weak. It's predictable. Um, a lot of. Again, tropes and cliches, like when she goes to the shopping and the girl's like, you don't belong here. Get out, please. I mean, I don't know. People don't act like that. Even in New York. It just.
1: Well, that was was in L.A. That was. I don't know, dude. Have you ever been to Beverly Hills? They're pretty snobby. No, but a store like that would buzz you in and they would look at you. There's been plenty of examples where that's realistic. She walked in looking like a prostitute. I think the unrealistic thing of that whole scene was he told her to go shopping and gave her money, not looking at her outfit, thinking, you know what? Maybe we can because I mean, that hotel obviously has some sort of tailor in there. They could have had something sent up to her. Some pair of sweatpants would have been better than what she was wearing. So, I mean, there was something, yeah. but obviously it was setting up the payoff. The payoff of the scene was her to go back looking super right. glamorous and beautiful. And now all of a sudden they're kissing her butt and trying to, you know, sell her stuff. And then she's like, no, nope. big mistake. Yep. And now she's going to go shopping. But anyway, yeah, so- all right. So if nothing else, I would say you're maybe one and a quarter. You, like, you definitely loved or really liked When Harry Met Sally, correct? Yes, you did not hate Pretty Woman. You just you, you're fine with never seeing it again. But you That's correct. didn't hate the experience. You just didn't love it. That's right? correct. That's
0: and correct. And then we yep. both
1: agree yep. that Sleepless in Seattle was just garbage. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel like I've been vindicated, and I'm glad that I've opened your eyes up to some of. Them. I will find some other ones that I feel like are the standard of when Harry met Sally. And I'm gonna send you a box of more rom-coms, and this is gonna be your life now, Duke. Oh man. <laughs> well, this was this was fun for me.
0: Look, it just like the beat the bandy challenge, it forced me to watch some movies. I don't get I don't get a lot of time to watch movies. I don't mm. ever take the time to do that as much as I used to. And I I do like even if it's a, f- a film I don't like, it's it's fun to talk about why I don't like it. I've always liked I've always enjoyed this. So it was really fun to watch three movies in a row and find a really good one. Find yeah. a really bad one and find one in between and, and talk about it. So, yeah, I I appreciate that. I also want to give you some props because you know I do I do all the editing. I usually make the outline, but you you are the idea guy. I know that Curtis. Uh, I think. Well, th- put this I, in, your I, head in too. fairness,
1: this was Curtis. He he put it out there, and and I'm not gonna take uh, the credit from Curtis um so i'll do with him he made the connection with the valentine's day and i said you know that was a really good idea i could have just shot it down but you know like i i, I i'm open to ideas i i'm you know you know me man if you but, have it's just like the last episode we were originally we going to do something different you wanted to shift gears and we did it and i think it was a really good episode so well, generally speaking, you come up with some, most of these ideas right. for our episodes. Right, uh, that's, that's I, fair I do appreciate to say. That. You know, and I yeah. appreciate what you do because you're putting in the work, you're editing it, making it sound good, and and it's not Thanks. like you don't uh, you 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 do plenty. So it's it's a good it's a good pair. You you <laughs> well, I I appreciate
0: good. the because uh, again, I never would have thought of this, and this this was really fun. I was looking forward to this uh, record. I was looking yes. forward to checking out the movies and talking about them, and. uh yeah, I mean, we should do something like this again. It doesn't have to be rom coms per se. No, but, no, no. Well, we were um, talking
1: a little bit before we went on, and I think we're gonna try to do a couple of. Uh, we we had one movie picked out, right? I think we agreed on the one, and maybe we'll just try yes. to pick up on something else that's similar or maybe completely different. I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. work on the second movie, but we definitely got one movie that we're we both have seen, we both like, and we're both gonna rewatch, yeah. and then we'll talk about it because. Uh, yeah. I recently found it on Blu-ray at a thrift shop, and it's one of those movies that um, I immediately loved when I watched it. I felt like it was very well well written, and it was just kind of outside of the box kind of thing. I didn't I, I don't think I've seen a movie that was that quite like that. Yeah, before, yeah. so felt kind of new and and uh, different. So I like that. So maybe we'll try to find something else, or yeah, maybe the second one will be a complete trope fest like uh, Sleepless in Seattle and we'll both uh, be <laughs> angry at each other that we made each other watch this crappy movie.
0: I hope I don't offend anybody that maybe liked that movie. Maybe I was, maybe no, I was a little too harsh. No, I mean, it's harsh.
1: fine. That, that's the way movies work, though. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, There's somebody yeah. who could have watched that movie and that's their favorite movie and we don't mean nothing by it. I mean, and that
0: is fine, yes. I, no, in all, honestly, I,
1: I, I mean, frankly, I love uh, Pretty Woman. We rewatched it last night and I, I, I knew what you weren't going to like about it, but... Um yeah. I don't care. I like it. I, I think it's really yeah. good and I'm I'm glad I rewatched it. And I know I'll rewatch it again someday. But um
0: Yeah, I mean it's yeah. funny. I can be really picky about movies and sometimes I can be very like you know, passive about problems and just say admit that i like a movie even though i yeah. I, I, th- I know it's not that that great but hey it yeah, was very big these... of you
1: to admit that about when harry met sally i know that you did not think well, you were gonna like it like i said and before i, guarantee I was... you in that first 20 30 minutes you were hating it i know because oh, I, I was making
0: notes I was yeah. vigorously writing out notes, oh, this is, t- this is over the top, this is annoying, and then it was so funny, I literally was like, oh, shoot, I'm starting to like this movie, yeah. oh my gosh, this is a good movie, <laughs> you know? and, and it, that and I was the was like, same oh, man. thing, on
1: my, on my part, I was like, because see, I watched that movie second, the first movie I watched was that damn Sleepless in Seattle, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. God, here we go again, is this one bad, too? because there was going to be no way. I was thinking the only thing I'm going to have is pretty woman is like and I think he won't really like that. I I had a feeling that you weren't going to be a big fan of pretty woman. But um yeah. I was hoping that one of these other two would be good. And <laughs> and and I'm glad I rewatched well, I'm glad I watched When Harry Met Sally because I'm not glad I watched Sleepless in Seattle. Um I am kind of yeah. curious now about You Got Mail because that's another Tom Hanks um I think it's Matt well. It Ryan, can't be too. as
0: bad as uh, Sleeps in Seattle. It can't be nearly Shut as bad God. as that. I mean, I could barely keep my eyes open. It was so boring.
1: Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But anyways, anybody who's a big <laughs> fan, I think I actually think the Q Dogs were kind of a fan of that. And uh, no oh, offense. Oh man. Yeah, because I think oh, they man. said you would like that better than You Got Mail. Now I'm kind of they wondering how that. bad right. You Got oh, Mail shoot. is. Yeah,
0: maybe I should have uh, calmed down a little bit in my. No, it's Seattle fine. Bashing. It just
1: was no good. It's, I mean, in our <laughs> opinion, I just yeah. felt like it, it, we've already said it. Just wasn't good. Yeah, I'd rather whether yeah. uh, I would have rather had watched Weekend of Bernie's two than watch that. <laughs> and that movie's terrible. <laughs> but I think but I again, got some I laughs go, out of it.
0: Just one final recap of Pretty Woman. It it wasn't terrible. I don't think it was a great movie. I probably won't watch it again. But I can see how some people can like it, but I just think it was weak. I think it was a little predictable, and um, compared to compared to when Harry met Sally, the, the characters were just underdeveloped, and I just wasn't as emotionally as invested in those characters. That's all. So that's 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 what I'll say about.
1: I really wonder um, how you Pretty would have Woman. felt if you would have watched them in a different order. I still think yeah, you would have I'm really liked too. Harry. I don't think that would have changed how you felt about when Harry met Sally, but I'm curious. Had you watched Pretty Woman first, or if you had watched Pretty Woman before you watch, you know, like maybe you watched it second. Like if you started, like if I did, like you started with Sleepless in Seattle, then everything feels like a masterpiece after that show. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, Not sure what we're doing next month, but we'll try to. We I got we still had an idea. We pushed a couple times. Maybe we'll do that, or maybe we'll go with another these other two movies. So we'll
0: see. Yep. We'll see we'll get this one out and we'll talk about it and uh you know we'll we'll record next month but cuz it's uh it's the 16th i hope to have this out in a couple of days you know by the weekend yeah it's, i'm going to do Thursday my best to
1: getting this uploaded immediately if i don't get it tonight yeah. if i'll do it as soon as i get home from work tomorrow
0: yep all right well that is our show uh thanks chris this was fun I appreciate the uh, the idea, and thanks, Curtis, if you're listening, for the idea. And sorry to the Q-Dogs if they're, <laughs> they're mad us <enough laughs> yeah. for bashing Oops. their movie. Yep. But, uh, no, this was fun, and, um, yeah, I hope to do more episodes like this because I, I really enjoyed the homework uh, prior to the episode. It really makes it, it fun, and it makes me eager to want to record and, and chit-chat about you know a topic like
1: this. Oh, but... <laughs> hey, last thing, last thing, real yeah. quick. Uh, the other connection that I thought... Uh, was strange, too, is um, both Costanzas are in Pretty Woman.
0: What? I didn't see his father?
1: No, no, no. There was two George Costanzas. The original... Well, the one that didn't get the part. Whenever... uh, See, I learned this by the DVDs when season one came out. Uh, Whenever Jason Alexander was going in to... uh, Whenever he was going in to audition for the part of George... He wasn't even going to go because it was kind of understood that a friend of Jerry's, Jerry Seinfeld, was a shoe in to get it. He was going to be George Costanza. But Larry David and I think some of the exec- execs at NBC, they were like, well, no, we want to bring in some other people so we can have somebody to compare to. So whenever George came in, instead of reading the part like he was, he decided just to do a Larry, and Dave- Larry David impression. So his whole... <laughs> That was his whole audition. He just went in there, he read the lines, but he did it as Larry David, and they loved That's it. Funny. And he ended up getting the part. But the original George was the guy who was kissing ass when he took her, and the guy who was like, uh, "Not only do I think you're intelligent," oh, really? and blah, blah blah blah. That was supposed to be the original George. Wow. And he eventually that. did end up getting a part on Seinfeld. It was just a minor one, but it was a pretty, um, it was a good episode. He was a doorman, and uh, Jerry goes to this hotel, and the, the doorman's kind of giving him. He's he like, oh, "You think you're better than me, huh?" And he goes, "Oh, oh no, yeah, I know that eh, eh. you oh, know." Yeah, it yeah, had yeah, like yeah. this big long arc, and uh, yep, yep. I think I think it might even have been a couple episodes. It was definitely one whole episode about this guy, this yes. doorman, and that was him. So that's fine. that was the original George. Like he should have got it. And had had Jason not been so sure that he wasn't going to get the part. He might not have done his Larry, and he might have just went in and read it how as stucky or whatever, and might not have got the part. So
0: that's fun. Look at you dropping the trivia. That's very cool. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks again, Chris. I really appreciate it. And um, we will see you guys next time.
1: The boy will not pass the council's test, master. He's too old.
2: Hmm.
0: How feel you? In the movies, when we are always scratching up the men's back and screaming and stuff when they're having sex.
1: Your thoughts dwell on your mother.
0: Six girls in college, maybe seven.
1: See through you. We can. Be mindful of your feelings. I
0: don't care what you do! Fear
1: leads to anger. Anger leads to hate.
2: Hate leads to suffering. How do you know? The force
1: is strong with him.
2: He used to be trained then? No. It will not be trained.
0: I'm not leaving till you say yes.
2: No. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you.